You're listening to a Mutiny Transmission. You can find more podcasts, videos, books, comics, and records online at mutinyinfocafe.com. Or just stop in the store in Denver and have a coffee sometime. I I don't know, man. I think like listen. Mostly I just haven't seen Logan in a few months and I just want to chide him a little bit. Oh, okay. Bit. Never mind. I, then friendly, forget everything else that I was about chiding. to say. I've, I've been preparing for it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, man, I haven't seen this guy for a while. He's gonna like try to make me feel like a piece of shit. <laughs> Has it been a while since you guys have seen each other? I've seen you more than I've seen him recently. Holy shit. Yeah, I think the last time I saw you, you tattooed me. Yeah, and not even at the shop I'm at now. What did you tattoo? Oh no, no, it would have been at Parker, not Aurora. Yeah, the so it was a, a fish man on my leg. Oh, yeah, oh yeah, the yeah, fish yeah, man yeah. on your uh, leg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Welcome to episode number sixty-three of the motherfucking podcast. Fish man on my leg. <laughs> fish Entitled man. Fish man on my leg. This here's a. Uh, Hi there, I'm Billy Strings. This year's a song I wrote called uh, Fish Man on My Leg. Bing, ding, 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 ding. Well, now there's a fish man on my leg. This song's about noodling. This song's noodling. called Noodling in the City Park. Bing, ding, ding, noodling. That's beautiful, man. <laughs> Does it take you back to your time you in the bluegrass scene, Cordo? Uh, <laughs> takes me back a little too close. <laughs> Dude, I work, uh, I work, so because I work at like a jam branded fucking hippie wing joint, like, you know, the, we most commonly listen to widespread panic. Oh yeah. Dead. Yeah. And fish and a lot of hip hop. But then there's a couple guys that are like, big bluegrass fans and so when they're working that's a, that's a treat for you oh dude all <laughs> night long and it's in and, and it's like it's like oh i know this one this is the one that goes hey down here on my farm and uh <laughs> and i do and i do that and i don't do it because it's bad music because it is good music like they're really Some good i mean it's like any genre i've developed an appreciation sure Okay, hold we're, on. We live, in, we live in Denver, so uh, you must. I'll intro yeah. the episode here in a second. But <laughs> I, so I have developed a new appreciation. So first of all, to finish the previous anecdote, sure. so the 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 guy behind uh, the guy who put on the bluegrass, he's like, so as a metal guy, like this doesn't do anything for you. I'm like, first of all, where did you get the idea that I'm just, just a metal, a metal guy. guy? I like all kinds of stuff. Hell, have man. You, have you listened to my band at all? Yeah. Like, black, a, black shirt, beards. Yeah. You know? yeah you're yeah. tatting the twos wow. over there, man. Tatting <laughs> <laughs> the twos. I'm like, well, I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Did you just assume my musical preference? <laughs> did you just assume my Fender? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, like, and, and, but I start, I've been thinking about it a lot. And, and I thought that that was very funny for him to like just make the assumption that just like, ah, you're a metal guy. And da, 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 da. But you should but, really come back at him with a, like, have him play some split lip Rayfield. 
Oh yeah. yeah. I, I well I was uh I was saying on the last episode with uh with with Abe and Braden that um I did get to introduce uh one of the guys I work with to like the Denver goth cowboy music uh-huh. like 16 horsepower and yeah, shit like that you know that's important for them to hear oh definitely. yeah i oh, was yeah. like i was like wait a minute, you're this sure. shit this is like the denver sound <laughs> look at the abominations you yeah, have yeah. created Let, look yeah what, that's what the episode should have been titled <laughs> the denver not sound. abe makes a porno no the denver sound because i think everybody said it too much I so, really, so did it take you back to like middle school when people used to be like, "Hey, you fools, listen to Merlin Manson." <laughs> oh yeah, dude. Hey, you skateboard or what? Hey, fool, you fools, listen to this. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you you fools must like like Marilyn Manson and skateboard and stuff, huh? You all crazy. Uh, yeah, Kennedy High School, man. Yeah, what's up, rockers? No, no. What I did, what I did say to him though is, I was like, you know what? In all honesty, like I'm very tempted by the jam world. And it's not it's not because of the music. It's because people in the jam world are so just gosh darn inviting and friendly. <laughs> like in the metal world, like I like I I've met ton of just, sweet people in the metal yeah, and punk yeah, yeah. world, but there seems to be a bit more of a bristliness to those people and there seems yeah. to be more qualifications to enter this like prerequisites to enter the subculture you have to think this like i spent a lot of time in my adolescence trying to impress people who had a lot of rules about what kind of music i was allowed to listen to well you're gonna need to get a little deeper in there so you can experience (laughs) the exact same thing from the other side yeah i was gonna say i think that's i think that's genre is the the jam or me yeah what do you mean what do you mean? Trust you on what? Dude, dude, the bluegrass thing, the bluegrass thing and the jam thing, like there are just as many people on that side that Who are, are just dicks. I well, feel like there's like, dicks in every Of every course, world, of course you know? there are. It's just like there's these there, there's certain rules you got to abide by. Oh, you don't listen to that? Well, yeah, you ain't shit. You got the I wrong mean, color overalls, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Who did your dread? Did you even did you even work in those at all? He just made my point for me. Yes. You don't even shit in your own armpits? <laughs> Poser. You never even tried Jankum, man. Uh, but well, <laughs> welcome to episode 63 of the motherfucking podcast. We almost said the name. This the is podcast. This is of course the official podcast of the International Power Rock Combo, motherfucking ruckus from Denver and Chicago respectively. Yeah. I'm Aaron Howell. I am Logan. We got Gordo back in the booth. So Gordo, hiya! Back from vacay, looking very tan. Yeah, you guys can't see this, but Gordo is fucking hella tan and man. super relaxed. Oh, dude, I've never even met Gordo. You can't hear my relaxed. tan. He's so chill. <laughs> <laughs> like we were having, you know, you we were. You sound so tan. <laughs> <laughs> Can you hear the tan in my voice? <laughs> Chill, brother. Have you guys heard reggaeton? <laughs> Man, you got to Reg- try this. Reggae. I, I brought back some reggaeton Have you CDs heard of reggae. <laughs> I brought Re- back reggae. the reggae. <laughs> Have you tried the reggae? <laughs> I believe it's French. The, re- the reggae is delicious tonight. Mm, the reggae. Your reggae. The chef has prepared reggae. Ah, I'll have the pasta reggae. <laughs> <laughs> Dumb, yeah. dumb, dumb. <laughs> oh, good joke. No, but Gordo, you do sound very tan. There is a certain <laughs> tanber to your voice, I would even venture to say. 
All you have to do is embrace your absoluteness. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah. All you have to do is just embrace your absoluteness. Listen it's, to a lot of Santana. It's funny to hear you say that with the the opening credits from Stranger Things behind your head. <laughs> so, <laughs> how, Gordo, how many? That's hilarious. How many things? Like, how many things did you plan on doing? like differently when you got home from vacation? Like how many thoughts did you have like walking on a beach? Just like, you know, this is the way it should be all the time. Yeah, I completely reassessed my entire life and decided that I'm not doing this shit anymore. Yeah, what, what aren't you going to do anymore? I think vacation I'm not, I'm not resolutions doing, are better than wearing. Yeah, he's not wearing this will headphones will be my, this will be my studio. last uh, my last podcast. <laughs> I'm, I'm quitting music. Um, I'm not going to let assholes interrupt me got, anymore. <laughs> frankly, frankly, I just want to fish. You know, that's P-H-I-S-H. all I want to do. P-H-I-S-H. And listen to bluegrass. <laughs> <laughs> Ever tell you... Did, let me tell you the story about the week Chris moved here when we're not right here. Well, oh, you can't start that and then, like, not continue. Well, yeah, you need to go right into it. Yeah, you got... Yeah, remind okay. me to tell Fine, you about something open, we're not going to talk let's about. Let's open with Chris Gresham, my family member. Oh, yeah, because, okay. Who's also so, Aaron's boss. Yeah, one, one of my bosses is is Jay's cousin. Let me tell a Chris shitty story Gresham. about him straight He's out of the a gate. swell... <laughs> Please do. Please do. So even if he decides to listen to, like, five minutes of it, he's like, wait, hold on. Are they <laughs> you know what? shit about me the whole time? I literally know every person that listens to this show. It's, it's more but, of... It's more of a story about how I'm a dick and can't get past my own bullshit like five years ago. So okay, what's up? Well, tell us the story. No, he he moved into town and I was like trying to be a, a, a valuable family member and be like, hey man, what's happening? You want to hang out? I know you just got here. Like this is a new town for you. What's what's going on? Right. And naturally, it took him three days to get back to me. And he was like, hey, sorry man, I had a long weekend at fish. And uh, I just got time to respond, and I was like, "Cool, I'm not gonna text you back." Yeah, yeah. Because you just said the the words "fish" to me. You were like, "You're dead to me. We're not like, related." I, re- I remember when you were in a cool punk band I don't, in high school, and now you said "fish" to me, and no family member of mine. Yeah, goes exactly. To a fish yeah, I have family members who are juggalo meth heads, and <laughs> your 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 fish concert is bumming me out, man. Hey, they're not necessarily mutually exclusive, especially in Colorado. Like, well, I mean, I mean, my dad's other, my dad's Mormon sister. All her kids are like Raider Nation. This <laughs> <laughs> is a good fucking time, dude. Those uh, guys know how to party. Yeah, I I will say this about Jam fans is. They all seem to have a really good time in life. Yeah, for sure. Like they're like they're like, "Oh man, I just spent all weekend at this it's, festival. It was so fun and the music was so good." And they're like so positive. They're like, "Wow, you're such a nice person." And mm-hmm, wow, mm-hmm. man, just like aren't you just like so proud it's to a, be a dad? Doesn't that feel so it's good? It's a nice right change on, of pace that. from the heavy metal scene where everybody's like, "Fucking, I'm going to beam bad vibes at you constantly." Yeah. Just like you arms folded. Dis- humanity is a disease. Purge the earth. Fucking, I want to die. But that's die that's too. the thing, dude. It it's all like, yeah, comes well. it all comes from wounding. And yeah. it all comes from oh certain high kind of behavioral injunctions that led them sure. to pursue that kind of, that kind of made them attracted to that kind of music yeah, anyway. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it, it like speaks to the darkness in their soul. By the way, I should probably introduce our guest. Hey. Oh, oh, we have one? I'm not really yeah. important. We have no, one this week? No, you are. You're, you're mm-hmm. a very important guest, and I was really stoked you agreed to do I, this. I like you. Um, I like you. I, I like you guys We were a big fan of this time. guy. 
Um, he has done some art for us, including some of you got that limited edition embroidered beanie that we did, or the cozy, uh, the koozies from the European tour. Um, did you oh, do a shirt for us too? Tour merch. Uh, and we talked about a Reaper with a boner shirt at some point. <laughs> Dude, that's the hat design. <laughs> We've been to, well, except. No, it won't fit. We gotta, we gotta, <laughs> we gotta. It won't fit you on. You can put hat. the boner down the bill. <laughs> <laughs> he did the uh, the tank top. Oh yeah, he did. I, oh, I yeah, did yeah, in yeah, conjunction yeah, yeah. with Parker's. Uh, uh, yeah. uh, Parker colored graphic it. Graphic design degree. I did that. Graphic, yeah. Kind of. Oh, okay. Yeah, Parker uh, colored it and made it look he like. Made it fun. Yeah, and then Jay Jay drew the actual illustration. But uh, we have Jay Party Lord. Yeah. We. Um, who is a good friend. An old dear friend. Uh, With antlers. Uh, and a hell of an illustrator, Hesh artist, if you Ooh. will. I smelled him as soon as I walked in the door. <laughs> <laughs> I even put on deodorant today. And uh, and and a and a tattooer and and I would definitely say that um, that your art is I mean Highly recognizable, like you have a you have a very signature. I've like, I've heard that before, and I always take it as a compliment. Yeah, no, you. I mean, dude, you're like you can recognize a J Party Lord piece like right out the gate. I know, I know your stuff when I see it. it means like, I'm doing I, something right. I've been to random people's houses, and I'll see like the little wood blocks, and oh, I'll yeah, be like, yeah, yeah. "Oh, I'm true. You got yeah. that from Jay? Yeah. Like right away, I know it's your shit. And that's so. and that's something that's. That's very cool to see in the world of art because because art is about building up your tool belt and trying to learn as many different styles and yeah, taking yeah, as many so things subjective. on as possible. So much of it is, um, God, what would you call it? Uh, derivative. Yeah, yeah and absolutely. I don't use that term. No, no, in no. A derogatory I, to I totally sense. know what you mean. You know, I Especially say this. I say this as a person who personally believes that, like. All music, like all everything, yeah, yeah. It, anything it, it that comes, human beings can create comes, comes from, from something else. So we can get over ourselves and just copy shit yeah, and make cool yeah, shit. Stop being babies about your influences and accept them. But there is, but there is yeah. a, there is a precarious line that we all walk, mm -hmm. which is, you know, modeling people but running the risk of tipping over into, man. I, I like I I don't know what the the opposite of man I I, I don't know what the, the the right word would be but basically falling into just being indistinguishable mm -hmm. and being able to do a variety of things and being a competent artist and being a, a quality artist but also having your own style that stands out yeah and you have definitely achieved that like. I remember seeing your stuff before we became friends and wanting to get you to do stuff with us. Awesome. Well, like, thank you. Like before I <laughs> before I met you, I put you up on quite a pedestal. <laughs> but then but then we met and that, you and know. That, yeah, and that pedestal just crashed to we, the fucking ground. We sawed the legs <laughs> off of it. No, but yeah. Right, rightfully so. Jay Party Lord, welcome to the show, man. Thank it you is for a pleasure to have you. Pleasure to be here. Um, but yeah. So Let's talk a little bit. Speaking of, speaking of the differences between like your family history and and the differences between the metal and the jam world and and kind of how we gravitate. For, towards for the record, you can always just listen to like Earthless. 
like Earthless is pretty bridge, in the middle. Bridge, bridge the gap with like heavy metal jam sounds. Earthless it's, is like if Jimi Hendrix's solo at the end of Woodstock never stopped. Exactly. Like exactly. if it just yeah, kept sure. going, it just went into outer space. Yeah, if, yeah. If just all the Jimi Hendrix was soloing, and then a ship came and picked him up, and yeah, he was still and soloing and didn't know away. that he was on the ship, and the aliens were like, "He's still playing." And then, like, set up recording equipment to, like, capture it. That's Earthless yeah, space, right there. Space There's voyage. quite a few of those bands out there that are just, like, one major chord away from being, like, a regular yeah, jam yeah, band. Yeah, yeah, from, like, from just being fucking, what, Widespread Panic? Is yeah. That, that's a band, right? Yeah, well... That's, it, that's a band, correct? I've <laughs> seen that. <laughs> well, and a lot a lot of it is is marketing and overall vibe and yeah. and branding and things like that and, and seeking out a specific audience. You know, you look at a... You look at a band like like Earthless, or you look like a you look at a band like Uncle Acid and the Deadbeats. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And Uncle Acid, especially. Yeah, yeah. You introduced Logan and I to Uncle Acid. Yeah, that first record's spectacular, dude. It, is that the first record, or is it? Uh, what, the one with Bloodlust. The one with sixteen. The one with sixteen, 16 candles, candles is Bloodlust. Yeah, so that would be whichever album. That's the that first is. one. That one is, is it the first? I believe one? that's the first full length. That oh, okay. Because mind mind control is the second record, and then I they lost me a little bit with mind what, control. What about Runaway Girls? Is that just a is that a, is that the new one? No, Runaway Girls I think precedes Mind Control. Hold on, let me push my glasses up. No, you made me put my phone away so I can't Google <laughs> it. It's just my answer to everything. See, that's these what we days. have Gordo for. We have Gordo to answer these. Gordo, questions which for. which record is what's the, the first, first Uncle Acid? Uncle Acid, record? the purple one. See, I don't see. I don't think Bloodlust was their first one, but okay. that was the okay. one that enough. you showed to Logan, and then yeah, Logan yeah. showed to me. It's, it's a spotless, catchy, it's so fucking good yeah, piece. It's pretty of, great. And I legitimately thought it was some obscure psych rock band yeah, yeah. that just never that just missed the boat. That in just like missed 1972. the boat. Seventy-two, or was too dark like, for. Uh, the if you ever listened to Truth and Janie. No, you need to check that record out. What's uh, Truth and Janie? Truth and Janie. Uh, it's a. Uh, it's a. Uh, it's exactly what you just said. It's. It's except it's <laughs> like a stoner, a blues stoner band that like nobody caught. Oh yeah, no. There's um. Their their record is like a hand reaching out of a grave for a Marshall stack, and it's from like 1970 <laughs> oh, fucking three. Dude, I love that stuff. Like, Yo, and or, there's uh, like an explorer like next to the grave, like an explorer base or some shit next to it. Dude, I so love. The, so the first album is Volume One. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking I'm, typical. I mean, I mean, serious, you know. I'm, um, I believe you. Yeah. Um, and then Bloodlust. Bloodlust. Oh, it is. That's the purple one. All right. Yeah, Bloodlust is about. The one. I stand. I stand corrected. And that is the second album. So apparently. it's the second album. Um, hey, I didn't even okay. know Volume One was a thing. Me so neither. I stand corrected. Oh, I thought there. I have to go back and revisit. Too. Yeah. I, I took a step back from a lot of the stoner stuff lately. I I stopped really following Uncle Acid, not out of a, a dislike, but I didn't really see them do anything different. Yeah, the, yes. Like bands like True. Uncle Acid, they're really really good and amazing at one thing. Yeah, for sure. You know, and sure. and that's you know you can paint yourself into a corner in yeah. that way. Yeah, yeah. album covers are amazing. I mean, yeah, they are. Mind oh, yeah. Control is a really cool album cover, and that that Bloodlust cover. Well, is really and great. the one the night, thing the that they're Creeper, doing, I kind of like the Night. Oh yeah, the, the Night, night Creeper's, Creeper's really great, great yeah. too. That's the tour I saw them on with Electric Wizard. That's was, a concept. It was a good show. Oh, yeah, that sounds like a good show. It was a good show. That's See, a concept album too. 
Like See, it's all uh, it's all a story. It's like related to. Like I didn't a know that. Killing. I'll have to go yeah. back and check yeah. it out. See, I was talking about like Electric Wizard and yeah. Sleep, and I, I like both of those bands, but they are like, oh yeah, you know, a couple different chords away from being a jam band. Yeah, right, definitely, no, totally. Definitely. Their well, songs are a million years long, and it's just yeah, like, it's okay. just. Well, okay. and people try to call it Sabbath worship, and I'm like, nah, like Sabbath songs are over in nine minutes. Sabbath yeah. songs at, at are the just most. dark pop songs. Well, yeah, absolutely. Like, like they. See, here's a th- the th- the thing that a, a lot of people see. What a lot of people don't know, um, <laughs> what a lot, of, what, a, what 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 actually, many people uncle, <laughs> actually. That's the type of shit my uncle Dan says. That is the type of shit my uncle Dan ah, says. I bought hey, the, I bought that record. I know you did. <laughs> I bought that gentleman deluxe record on, on Bandcamp. Deep cut. You I listened to it all too a couple of times. That man. <laughs> thank you so much, Joe, Jay, Joe, Jay, Joe. Thanks so much, man. Uncle Dan says, great song. Dude, yeah. my Uncle Dan did not like Vinny, that song. Vinny a piece. <laughs> my Uncle Dan did not like that song. <laughs> of course. I because... actually, well, dude, I thought yeah. he would be like, oh, I love you, bud, man. Thanks for, you know, ribbing me and roasting me a little bit. But, it, dude, it hurt, it hurt his, his feelings, feelings dude. Yeah, he thought, he, he was like, oh, I'm going to get him back. Not, you know, I mean, Ooh, he sorry. took it, but he he took it as me like talking shit, and I felt really bad. Because I really meant it as a loving thing, you know. Yeah. But uh, but like bands like Black Sabbath mm-hmm. were pop rock acts, yeah, which were the same thing at that time, like rock and roll, rock and roll, <laughs> like with the capital R and R, yeah, was was the pop music of its time, yeah, for sure. And everybody had to come up with all these different ways to make their fucking specific brand of pop music stand yeah. out, mm-hmm. and you when you see interviews. With all those guys, they're like, yeah, we saw all these people who are going to horror movies and spending all this money every weekend to go get the shit scared out of them. They're like, let's make a band that's, like, scary. Let's make a band that's, like, a blues man, but, but like, spooky. A a little bit frightening. Otherwise, they'd still be playing blue suede shoes. (laughs) Right, exactly. uh, Gordo, would you do me a favor? Would you look up the name of uh, Ronnie James Dio's... uh, like 50s oh his doo-wop his, band yeah his doo-wop band yeah 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 before elf <sighs> those before those elf. pictures are hilarious dude listen okay here's another great it's example. ron it's ronnie james dio and the somethings this this is another I, great I, example i knew about that but i know what i'm listening to as soon as i live <laughs> it's like it's like ronnie and the angels or something yeah it, like i that. think it is ronnie james dio and the angels or something, something like, like that. that yeah so like, but it's totally like he's got his hair combed back and he's like doing the crooner doo wop thing. Yeah, yeah. Like um, a, a, another great example of this from a different world of music altogether is the Bee Gees. I have love you ever, the Bee Gees. Li- dude? Have you ever listened to like the first fucking five Bee Gees albums? Yeah. Like before they yes. became a disco band. Yeah. yeah. It was rock and pop. Yeah. And folk and. They're what basic, would you say? They're basically ABBA. Hollywood. Hollywood country music. Yeah. You know, there was that whole New Riders of the Purple Sage era where, yeah. like, everyone was doing kind of the, the L.A. cowboy thing. Yeah, it was, like, almost Fleetwood Mackey. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. And then Disco came along, and they're like, all right, you guys, we got to get on the front end of this. I mean, fuck, man, that was the best joke in fucking Detroit Rock City. Ronnie, oh, yeah. was, Ronnie and the Rumblers. Ronnie, Ronnie and, and the, the Rumblers. Rumblers. Yeah, they they, they played every weekend around a flaming trash can. <laughs> also referred to as the Vegas Kings, which is hilarious. Which, <laughs> the Vegas Kings. Which is funny because they're basically the bad guys in a John Waters movie. 
Like they're basically <laughs> the dickheads in Crybaby. <laughs> oh awesome. man. And, yeah, but, and then he became fucking rock legend Ronnie James Dio because he started playing Dungeons and Dragons. Well, hell yeah. <laughs> well, not not only that, cool but, you know, story. Yes, <laughs> he's he's running. You know, he he does Elf, and then he's running around with fucking Richie Blackmore. Yeah, and Richie Blackmore is a fucking yeah. businessman as well as a musician, as, as well as Deep Purple. You know, yeah. So Deep. <laughs> Deep Purple was like you listen to Hush and things like, like yeah. Hush compared to other Deep Purple tracks is a little on the poppier side. Yeah, like for sure. it, it was a, a lot more vocal melodies and and things like that before they started getting all the spooky like Child of Time and fucking Smoke on the Water and shit like yeah, that. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, I mean, so when you when you talk about like Sabbath worship. Mm. And it, that's like, dude, you're worshiping a like marketing approach. Well, and really, like when you break it down into like doom metal, you're worshiping tone. You're not even worshiping that band, really. Right, like, right, you're, right. You're worshiping right, a tone yeah. of the band, but there's other bands that had that tone. Like, right. Probably but, not or that earlier in that time, but well, no, I mean there was um, a lot of bands. There was a lot of bands that were contemporaries that probably came shortly yeah. after. Yeah. But you have bands like uh, what Blood Rock. Yeah, and Josephus. Have and you listened to Jackula? Jackula. Jackula. It's a uh, so it's this dude that I don't I don't know the exact story, but it's a it's an interesting Sabbathy record, and the dude swears that he fucking came up with that tone before Sabbath did. Oh, like the guy who yeah. uh, calls Alice Cooper a cunt because he's, <laughs> he stole shock rock from him? Alice Cooper's a cunt because he's a born-again Christian, not because anybody stole shock oh. rock from anybody. <laughs> Alice Cooper's Alice a Cooper's sweet. not a cunt. I love Alice he's Cooper. He's a man. She's a sweet guy. Yeah, he's actually really cool. I, I take that back. Sorry, Alice Cooper. You're not a cunt. He listens to this. He's one of the dozen <laughs> people that he's listens to this. He's one of the 12 episode. people. Sorry no, I haven't left he, you a review because I am one of them. Tattoo <laughs> he's going to tell He's going to cancel the tattoo appointment he has for me to tattoo his face on his back like Steve-O. No, yeah. no, 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 no. No, he's he's going to do worse than cancel his tattoo appointment. He's going to no-show for his tattoo appointment. Oh, I'm writing boy. a Yelp review. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, by the way, I'm responsible for writing all the Yelp reviews for work now. Oh, boy. Or not, or to, responding. To responding? Uh, responding to all the I Yelp reviews. writing them. I and I have to respond... <laughs> As the people that I work for. Yeah, yeah. We're sorry you had a bad experience. It's like, hey, we're sorry this doesn't live up to our, you know, legendary customer service standards. (laughs) I really want to make this right for you. And it's fun because I'm completely emotionally detached from it. Yeah. And you kind of just get to be a nice guy. Kind of overly nice dick about everything. (laughs) Dude, I had a guy, I had a guy fucking personal message me on Instagram. Shout out to this dickhead. Uh, and tell me what an asshole I was for overpricing his tattoo and that I was trying to rip him off and that he would have been fine paying the, the high price if I wasn't such an arrogant prick. <laughs> and I and I, and I I totally nice guyed him, and then the last statement, I was like, let me know when you want to set that appointment up, buddy. <laughs> Man. What? He did, he did so, not respond. So, okay, <laughs> that, that that's something that I think we should talk about a little bit. The, the tattoo world yeah. is something that is fairly new to you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, I was going to say, I, I don't know if I'm comfortable a- answering this question because I'm a fairly young tattooer. So, well, but that's kind of what I want to know about. I want to sure. know about what has been the Give me biggest... me talk out of my ass for the next 20 minutes. What has been the biggest adjustment 
This guy's shirt outside. Of I was just says, about to say it. My <laughs> life belongs to Jesus. <laughs> I was just about to say it, but your you're like, life belongs to man buns, Sorry. dude. <laughs> My man what? bun belongs to Jesus. I bet your man buns belong to yeah, Jesus. Yeah, your buns belong to Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. I'm sorry. Blo- they blocked dude. my access to the window. I can't oh, it's see bullshit. It. He's got a really cool, uh, like, fun patterned uh, curly top like, knot scarf around his curly top knot. Yeah, he's probably not. A, it's probably not a man bun. It's like my hair, but it's like samurai knotted on top. And he's got a really cool, like, like he's probably Jesus freak. He's like, probably bandana. wearing it to be ironic. The no, man bun no, is such not. an interesting no thing. No way. The person in front of me was watching Aquaman on their little like plane TV on our way back. I was, it was all man buns. All oh, yeah. man buns. Oh, yeah, that's that guy where, from Game of Thrones. That's where Aquaman right? derives Yeah, that's Cal Drogo. Yeah. Well, it's a DC Aqu- movie, so of course it's it sucks. Where, Aquaman where can talk to is... fish because he has a man bun. Yeah, it's where his brain lives. So before we go back to what Aaron was saying, did you have you watched any of the new Swamp Thing, Logan? Because no, I know I this haven't. is something that would interest you. It's know, like only on the DC Universe's channel. You have to pay for it's the bullshit. DC Universe. To They're watch like, hey, something. we know our fucking comics suck, so now you have to fucking sign up for this thing to watch the one. It is cool the thing only reason out. I would buy. But yeah, we own Swamp Thing. Yeah, but so. we own Swamp Thing. So like Fox and Deadpool, we're gonna leverage our one fucking cool character to get you to give us some money. Oh. Is it is it cool? It looks. It amazing. looks rad. I was asking you because oh, I yeah. haven't because I refuse to sign up because fuck DC. I haven't. I'm hoping. I'm gonna that say a bunch of shit. I'm gonna take back. I, <laughs> <laughs> hey, can you edit that out? I don't want to. I'm hoping they're just. I apply gonna be for a like, job at DC. I'm hoping they're just gonna be like, oh, it's not working. Nobody's gonna buy it or nobody's yeah, buying yeah. it. Here you go, Netflix. Yeah, that'd be shit, rad. Because you know? Swamp Thing's like one of my favorite and characters. The trailer from looks, childhood. The trailer looks dark as fuck. Yeah, it looks I, can, I can't remember who's doing it, but somebody. Somebody with a cool. There was a lot of little kids dying, so it looks dark. Cool. There's like this this swamp plague going around. Yeah. They're finding all these bodies, and then all yeah. of a sudden, swamp thing swamp pops thing up. Appears. Anyway, it's like pretty cool. Anyways, <laughs> tattooing nerds. Hey, dude, I'm into it. I'm into it. Like, I just I while you were talking about that, like I went inside my brain to try and think of a way that I could get it for free. I'm yeah, at right. The trailer right now. I, 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 I looked it up last night and it looks super sick. Did you know if if you figure out who's thing? directing it or who's doing it, let me know because yeah. it's somebody cool and I just can't. Yeah, it looks it really rad. Or I guess I guess the question is, do you know this as a Swamp Thing fan? As a Swamp Thing looking as, person. <laughs> as a Swamp Thing, is it true? As a mass of environmentally conscious vegetation, you what do, do you think? You do kind of look like if Swamp Thing found a genie <laughs> and <laughs> wished to be a man for a day. <laughs> and his, his swampy face turned into I took hair. a shower before this, too, and washed my beard so it looked nice. Thanks, Aaron. No, is it true that Swamp Thing has a power where he can appear anywhere there is a swamp on the planet? According to Wikipedia, yes. Not anywhere. He can. He can. He can cast his consciousness into any plant anywhere, and and control it. 
That's pretty cool. He's he's actually not like even a humanoid like anything. He's literally <laughs> like living vegetation. That's the like thing. There was a band that played at Streets not too long ago and they were they were okay, you know. I was just watching them and we weren't that busy, but then before one of their songs they were like, This song's about turning into a tree. I was like <laughs> I was like, Okay, I'm I'm in. So, I'm on board. <laughs> Oh, it's so good. Sing to me. <laughs> so good. There's a there's like a neo old school hardcore band called Swamp Thing and their first record in shame is a very negative and good bad day record for fans of hardcore punk. You know cool. that sound you've been looking for? <laughs> well, listen to that. <laughs> Dude, can you imagine if like if like you were working at the grow? Like you were fucking big leafing a big old crop, and then Swamp Thing just got bored and decided to turn the crop Pop against your you. Weed, yeah, <laughs> you're like that's the type of shit that Cannabis Corpse writes records. You're about, trimming. You're that's trimming. That's why I enjoy that band. You're trimming a bunch band. of plants. Awesome artwork, cool. Dude. Uh, the shit they sing about is really cool, and it's just that's one of the concept records of I, Corpse, I meant so. to bring Aaron when you guys started pitching the front lines of Good Times. Uh, is I had a bunch of shit set aside for you. Does you never came and got thanks? Whoa! <laughs> I'm just. <laughs> We've met, We're busy. We're busy. We've met up we're a couple of times. We've met up a couple of times. We're both dads. It's fine. I'm just fucking with you. Um, but that's one of the concept records or the comic books that I had set aside for you. Dude, I would still like to I would still or, like no, to it's see not that a, it's not a Cannabis Corpse record. It's uh, this band from, where are they from? St. Louis? Cross-Examination? This is a thrash band, but they have a bunch of uh, stuff like that. That's really cool. And you were Cannabis also going to show me the, the Magic Sword record. Oh, Magic Sword's great. Yeah. If you like, if you like electronic, what, what's shit. cool about the comic so far is we've had different artists come in. We've had like the storyline is kind of forever yeah. changing. Yeah, so yeah, I yeah. think we can kind of change it up how we see fit. You know, I mean, like, dude, I don't think Jake, it's set. In Jake Fairley is fucking rad, dude. He is. The- I love. I met that dude at Three Kings. Yeah, doing an art show there in the basement uh, with my friends Max and. Uh, Joe and my friend yeah, Taylor. Yeah, Max Sherman. Yeah, Max Sherman. Yeah, yeah, he's done. He's work done for a you guys shirt for as well. us. Yeah, and uh, my friend Taylor. We did a group show down there with a bunch of other people. But that's where I met Jake, and I traded some art with him. And I have this really awesome like Nazi zombie from one of his other comic, like earlier comic books mm-hmm. before even before heavy this metal. is heavy metal. Yeah, before that. And uh, I was just like super psyched on it. And he was like, "Cool, man. Nobody gets it." And I'm like, "Yeah, dude, you're like the nicest guy ever, and yeah. you have really awesome talent." His stuff stood out for me for me immediately. Yeah, yeah. And, and I actually had this idea where, like, later on in the story, I want to do, like, you know, when you're uh, like when you saw Beavis and ButtHead do yeah, America, yeah. yeah, and they have the Paley scene trip. where it was guest directed by, by Rob, Rob Zombie, Zombie and yes. guest animated. Yeah, guest. Yeah, one dude. of my the, my favorite part of that movie. So well, yeah, it's it's the coolest. <laughs> yeah, part of man. That movie. I have this idea where I want to like I know one specific chapter where I wanted to have. So not to give away too much, but at at one point in the story we're going to be exploring the ruins of this old library oh sweet and we kind of end up in these catacombs below this library and speaking of stealing dude I like shamelessly have stolen every idea in this (laughs) comic book from something it's either it's either fucking Mad Max or Indiana Jones or fucking something. But you right? stole this library idea from that one movie with fucking Donnie Darko in it, that <laughs> end of the world movie with Donnie Darko. What's that kid's oh, name? Oh, that one that Jake. stars uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, fools. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal's fool. <laughs> oh, I love that Jake Gyllenhaal's. Um, 
But uh, there's a scene where we're like walking through these catacombs that are below the ruins of this library. And I wanted to have some sort of hieroglyphics on the wall. Mm. And what immediately popped into my mind is having fucking Jay Party Lord <laughs> do the hieroglyphics. I'll do it. I'll, so sit like, down, I'll sit down with Jake Fairley and fucking So we're like walking through. It. Oh, dude. Take some drugs and have a good time. Totally. Just like, oh, the people who were here before talked about this great <sighs> you know, group of warriors yeah. who came through and da da da. Actually, Logan, um, uh, Jay and I watched the almost. Oh yeah, I watched the animated, the almost one hundred percent final edit of. Oh, I haven't of seen issue it. three. It's you haven't really, watched it yet? It's really red. It was it was when I showed up and I was on too much mushrooms because I. So were mis- you not on too much mushrooms? And now? you really liked it when you were on too much mushrooms? Yeah, yeah. I couldn't tell which was animated or that's what my a, eyes were doing. That's a. Thumbs up in my book. Yeah, man, it was know? cool. No, yeah, I'm good. I'm settled now. Okay, good. We're, good. we're okay. Good. I took the right amount. It just hit real fast because I ate right after. The it. cabin is repressurized. Yeah, that's yeah. good. We're cool. It always happens eventually. Yeah. Like every time I take mushrooms, I like, there's that, you kind of get the flooding in of the ego. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, Where for sure. all sorts of the anxiety yes. and the melancholy. Yeah, that's the, what happened like immediately. And the self-monitoring, like you almost get to observe your ego thrashing around yeah. and then submitting. Yeah. It didn't help because I like, I, I was already nervous to do this because I'm just like, oh, I'm going to say something dumb. And fucking well, edit- it's not editing like doesn't exist. Yeah, well, exactly. And uh, yeah, so like all that hit like a fucking freight train. And he, I was like, Ooh. he pulls up and he's just like, you know, yells, you know, hey, can I park here? And he pulls up and he's just got a joint in his hand. <laughs> and he's like, do you want some of this? And I'm like, and I'm like, yeah, sure, I guess. And he goes, ah, I don't want to just set it down. And I took too many mushrooms. I'm like, oh, <laughs> That's what that's what the podcast is going to be like. Yeah, I, like it. I like how our podcast is like people showing up like, way too high for it. Like a lot of a lot of podcasts I've listened to, people are just like just hammered and you can't and fucking get anything like, done. I'm yeah, the only one that's yeah. done that here. <laughs> and did you I, listen to that surprise, episode? Surprise! No, I didn't. Oh, that uh, the the melon episode. Logan shows up in the middle. <laughs> of course, Logan shows up in the middle, and and it was his birthday weekend. Yeah, and so he. He was still, he was still riding he the. Was peaking. Uh, well, no, he he, oh, he was, was on you're my in, way you're down. In the, you're in the center of a bender <laughs> yeah. on the backside of the mountain. The tail end. All yeah, right. you're I, I, I went to a house party this weekend, and I had no idea it was going to be like this, but. There was a lot of cocaine and mushrooms there. Oh, sweet! That and sounds like a horrible fucking. Yeah, mix. I showed up a terrible and mix. I showed up and everybody's already hammered, and we go downstairs to the bar. Oh, area, that's even better. Everybody's hammered just, with cocaine and mushrooms. There's just a shit ton of cocaine on the bar, and I was just like, "No, thank you. I want nothing to do with this." But I'm really glad none of the mushrooms came my way because yeah. I think I would have just like. <laughs> uh, and then and, you're just that guy in the corner freaking out. Yeah. It's really yeah. hard not to do mushrooms because I don't know if I've ever had a bad time on yeah, mushrooms. Yeah, man. Last time I did a bunch of mushrooms was Queens of the Stone Age at Red Rocks. Oh, yeah. And it was fucking red. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've definitely had, like, I've had intense trips. Yeah, sure. But I have never had what I would consider to be a 
bad trip. I've had intense meditation sessions. Hey, man, I've, I've had, had intense fucking floats at the isolation tank. I've had intense. Whoa, I've had <laughs> yeah. intense. It's a um, good time. Yeah, I've had intense internal dialogue driving home from work. No shocker there. You know what I mean? Like, have you ever internal? Like, <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> oh yeah, he's like, just talking to himself. <laughs> like, have you ever been having one of those days? Where like the fucking the like negative tapes in your mind are so loud that you have to yeah. like out loud speak up and have a conversation yeah, yeah. with yourself and be it's like negative dude, talk. Dude, yeah. yeah and you have talk. to like interrupt and yeah, like definitely. play fucking you have to like play bodyguard to yourself. Yeah, yeah. Like I've had times like that that are more intense than any uh, than any mushroom trip. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? Like mushroom trips, there are definitely those like depression's a hell of a drug, my friend. Yeah. Well, and there's definitely like there's Self-doubt, definitely the all that stuff. Oh yeah. And there's there's definitely swells of emotional intensity when you're on mushrooms, but yeah. once you stabilize, yeah. once the cabin repressurizes, yeah. dude, it's like it helps you like reset and get around things and it helps sure. like show you the bigger picture of like like that time that we were uh leaving Jan's house in Belgium and I was tripping and I was just like like tapping my toes and packing how about, and how whistling about how nice the guy Jan is oh, holy shit dude yeah. met that guy for two seconds and I was like Jesus you have great energy he's a good human being man he's a good dude he's a great man um and actually I uh I have some anecdotes about Jan that I could share here in a minute but <laughs> But um, but yeah, like I could see the connections of everything that that tour would lead to. I could see the flow of events of us smoothly getting on the airplane and getting back home. I was able to completely integrate the entire tour that we had just been on. Yeah. And it was such an incredibly positive like affirming experience yeah, that i could see no wrong in the world for sure even for though sure. we had to get in a van drive all the way to dortmund yeah there's like drop a bunch off of work the van you gotta do. like i knew everything that we had to do but i was like it's all gonna be great yeah, man. it's all gonna be fine we're getting gonna get in the van we're gonna get on a plane we're gonna go I've home had, i've had da-da-da. meditation sessions like that yeah man it's like my like eyes wash out and you just like everything you're like oh everything's just like part of this constantly undulating weave of fucking energy yeah it's like all colors and all things at once and yeah absolutely i've had those i've had those experiences just being in a beautiful place yeah yeah for sure you know when we went to uh when we went to vienna and we climbed to the top of that. Um, so uh, the king of Austria was they in love with. Uh, yeah, it was a king. At, well, oh, this is old way king. back. An okay. old king of Austria. Their new king. He um, he had a fascination with ancient Rome. Okay. And so he had a bunch of replicas of of Roman ruins built on the the property of the palace, right? Okay. Yeah, so yeah. it's replicas, it's but ruins, they're ancient ruins of ancient, but they're ancient replica replicas. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, because yeah. a fucking a they're, king, they're ancient in age now, but they were like built. Yeah, but they were just yeah, some yeah. fake ass vanity yeah. project that this king did, right? <laughs> So he's got it's them like a all bad laid out. Park. Like he's like got aliens found Harry Potter <laughs> land, like fucking a hundred years from now. These aliens are like, oh, uh, the 
the king 500 you know like generations ago that's rebuilt cool Legoland in his backyard when the, when the fucking tides rise and swallow fucking Universal Studios that's what people are gonna find 100 years from now <laughs> the lost city of this Universal Studios fucking a bad Jaws ride <laughs> that's gonna dude we are definitely putting that in the book at some point <laughs> Just like fucking Charlton Heston pounding his fist on the beach, like outside of fucking King Kong. <laughs> Did I ever tell you the story about the Down Syndrome kid laughing in the Asian girl's face on the Jaws ride at Universal Studios? What? <laughs> my wife kicking me. What? My ex-wife, sorry. What? <sighs> so I went to Universal Studios one time with my ex-wife, and we're in line to get on the Jaws ride, and there's like a field trip from like a, a, a special needs or disabled right. like kids home getting on the Jaws ride, and I'm like, all right, that I don't know. Okay, can you can all these kids process the fact that this is fake? You yeah, know? yeah, but yeah, I'm yeah. a dick, and they totally can. Um, so we're on there, and I'm sitting in the center, and in front of me is like two rows of kids from this field trip and on the end closest to water have you been on the jaws ride oh of course with the fake shark oh of course uh, the, i know of its existence the very I've bad animatronic it. fake shark yeah. gordo you know what i'm talking yeah. about the back I've lot seen to it. it i've never it's, been on it it's fucking ridiculous yeah. and there's no way you and like the voiceovers yeah, over like, the pa it's speakers it's like a fucking giant hand puppet so, like, you come around a turn and the shark badly pops out of the water and the boat kind of rocks. And this totally, like, this girl's not part of the school. Like, she's a normal Asian girl. Yeah, yeah, Starts right. fucking sobbing. Like, she's scared and crying. And this kid with Down syndrome reaches across the, the field trip, like, monitor lady. And he puts his finger in this girl's <laughs> fucking face. And he's like, <laughs> like, ruthlessly laughing at her. <laughs> <laughs> and I just started fucking dying. I was like, this is the best shit I've ever seen. But you weren't seen. supposed to be dying, but you were dying. Yeah, I'm like catching elbows from my ex-wife. She's like, stop it. It's inappropriate. And I'm like, dude, that is the funniest shit you will see in real life ever. Hey, man, funny's funny. Exactly. Funny? Anyways, what the fuck were we even this, talking about? Did this person have a handler of any kind? That I was trying, I was trying not to use the phrase handler because <laughs> just let me do that. Okay, yeah, he reached, he reached across his handler and put his finger in this woman's face. He reached across his handler and her boyfriend. Now wait a and minute, and he's laughing See, ruthlessly. I, I, I used to be a handler, so you oh, can okay, call it a so you can call it a handler. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> that's our word. <laughs> My handler. That's for us. It's our time yeah. up here. Yeah, you fat bitch. Oh, 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 man. That's a a story Logan can tell later. (laughs) What? what, Wait, hold on. We can't just leave uh, The time me and Logan got called fat bitches at Benny Blanco's. (laughs) Little little known fact, potentially, me and Logan worked together for a long time. Yeah, at Benny Blanco's. At Benny Blanco's. This this girl called us a bunch of- Speaking of piles of cocaine and fat bitches, right? her Her drunk boyfriend, I think- Called us fat bitches. Or the gay kid they were with, the drunk gay little gay called kid. Called us fat bitches. And Logan turns around to me on the line and he goes, That's our word. <laughs> uh, it was fantastic. I think it shut him down right away. Everybody in the lobby laughed at him and they were like, Well, oh. can't beat that. Because, <laughs> especially because, he, it, no, it was her boyfriend. You're right. It was her drunk boyfriend because he was really slight. And skinny. Slight. Yeah, he was, he was a very slight, slight person, and she was kind of chubby. He was very waif-like. She was, she was thick, and that's being nice. 
She was soft around the edges, and I was like, wow, you just called us fat in front of your fat girlfriend. That's cool. <laughs> I heard this joke this week that shouldn't fat people be called skinny because we're more skinny. Because <laughs> we have more skin. <laughs> we're more skinny than skinny people. I don't know. He's just very skinny. skinny. What do you mean Skinny. <laughs> Like he has a lot lot of skin. (laughs) You mean he's fat? No, no. He has big skin. He's (laughs) got like. Makes sense to me, man. (laughs) He's got like 10 cubic feet of skin. Who's who's got more skin, a Sharpay or like a Chihuahua? A Sharpay has more skin. Well, yeah, obviously. but, But you would call a Chihuahua skinnier. I like skinny. I'm gonna start saying I'm that. Gonna start calling fat people. I'm gonna skinny. be like, "How's it going, skinny?" <laughs> that just sounds like you're being. Now it just seems like I'm being facetious <laughs> like and mean. Go up to a fat guy. Hey, skinny. You <laughs> <laughs> sound like you're being a no, dick. No, 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 no. I wasn't being sarcastic. You I have was lots just of skin. Calling attention to the fact that you have a lot of skin. <laughs> you're, you're gonna get hit uh, this week. This <laughs> with, week with with a sub sandwich because they're probably not fat smoothing you get pelted with a fucking milkshake buddy dude do you know that's like a thing that's going on right now the milkshake thing what no oh yeah dude. Blame the food attack it's a yeah. phenomenon food attack food attacks food attack. uh i live on 17th near the weather vane cafe if you want to attack me with any you can food. attack me with food anytime yeah. you want Bring yeah. it, especially if it's good organic food attack but but attack me with it on a plate Yes. With a fork, be like, here, it's piping hot. And I'll yeah, go, I don't give a shit. I'll throw it, it at my house. <laughs> Beck, we got attacked with meatball sandwiches. Come look. Yeah, attack my house with pork chops. Sounds great. I'm going to attack myself with popcorn when I get home. <laughs> <laughs> throw it at my face. <laughs> no, there's been this thing with, um, with milkshake attacks in the UK. <laughs> where, like... I mean, it's better than soccer firm brawls, well, I guess. Where, like... like where uh, people are attacking, people? Yeah. like people are attacking people they disagree with, mm-hmm. like politicians mm-hmm. and Milkshakes? and journalists and and television personalities and basically anyone who's uh, in any sort of position of controversy. Well, it just it just started with one guy, like just that's the only thing he had on him to throw it. The guy was, was a milkshake, right. and it just kind of just snowballed from there. Right. And hey, now, man, I don't like the thing you said. Look at this cute puppy. Yeah, and so now so now it's become like <laughs> almost yeah, uh, almost like a mock assassination type of display. Like, basically, this person hit a guy with a milkshake, and then it was like, man, it's really easy to hit people with milkshakes, even if they pay, you know, a million dollars a year for fucking personal <laughs> security. Like... So it's like created this thing where it's like, look how easy, look how easy it is to just blast a dude with a milkshake. (laughs) I want to say like, like he's got a shake. (laughs) Did he just say that? Got him. (laughs) Blast a dude with a milkshake. (laughs) It's Jamocha. First, I'm going to blast you with my milkshake. (laughs) And then I blasted her with my milkshake. Fuck. Uh, <laughs> man, that took a lot of turns. Yeah. Well, so, Jay so draws and stuff. <laughs> yeah. And we have a point about tattooing something? Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, that, so yeah, way back, like a half hour ago. It's okay. I talk about that shit all day. No, I, way back, like a half hour ago, I was asking you, um, what 
What would you say has been the biggest challenge since you made the tradition, the transition out of being a freelance illustrator? Yeah. Which was, you know, you... Yeah, you were doing uh, like stickers and koozies and shit. Yeah, and I, and I was shows. doing a lot of screen printing. Yeah, screen as printing well and as being an and illustrator. well and doing shows like selling at shows. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, what what has been the biggest uh, learning curve for you moving into being a professional tattoo artist? Um, it's it's like it's like I do like high school interviews every so often for kids in the area, and because I'm I'm fine talking to people, I'm not weird about high school shit. interviews. Like, what do you mean? Well, like kids who want to like talk about a, a like they'll have to do a project on a career in school, oh. and there'll be some kid that's like, "Hey, can I interview a tattooer?" And I'm like, "Yeah, fine, really, yeah, 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 for sure." I'm I'm usually down to talk to kids like that because like that's happened more than once. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Um, That's super cool. Yeah, while I was an apprentice, and then also a couple times since I've been working out in Parker at Bonnaroo out there, um, I've talked to a couple kids for sure for like school projects, and like it, part of it is like nobody wants to talk nobody, to me about what I what I do. Well, it that and like. Well, they probably ask legit questions compared to like a drunk at the bar. That's like, oh, yeah, yeah, how long for this stupid idea that yeah, I have? Right. Great. Awesome. So, so how here's much my ID for a tattoo. Partially, it's because I didn't have any encouragement or as much encouragement. Like, I grew up in rural Wisconsin, and like, I got called a faggot every day for being into art. Right, right, like, right. Until I was like well past dropping out of college. Oh, the old art fag. Yeah, yeah. The old art fag. I had yeah. a pink mohawk, and I was a faggot for drawing pictures. Yeah, Great. People, people like to throw that word around just for. being being into just into Anything, things in general. Yeah, that's not football, especially well, in Wisconsin. I don't even I don't even know if it's so much just like not being into football. It's that fucking bullies in general yeah. will pick out they will look for whatever they can. They're so like, oh you like doodles, you're a pussy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why are like, you drawing in that book? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Will you read too? Yeah, you could be <laughs> you could be reading books or you could be like dude, you could be into a TV show. And yeah. they'd be like, yeah. you know, like you watch Game of Thrones and they're like, oh, you like your dragon show, pussy? Yeah. You know, like yeah. that's... It's like, gonna, oh, you uh, like your skin-tight fucking outfit and slapping each other on the ass? I, tight, I was gonna bring, buddy. I was going to bring up D&D. Like back yeah. in the day, you would get your ass kicked yeah, for playing if you D &D, brought your, yeah. you know, player's handbook yeah, to school. Yeah, for sure. And now, and now it's hip. Now D&D kids are getting laid. So, yeah, yeah, it's for sure. Have you go. seen that clothing line, Death Saves? I have. You yes. should. I got some of their shirts for my birthday from my stepmom. Shout out to Robin for always. Death it Saves. Up What's cool. that? Uh, it's just this dude. I think he's like a bodybuilder. Honestly, he's, he he's, sponsors the dude, or he sends some shit. At least he sends some free shit to he, the dude who plays the mountain. He's an. Oh, he's really? A, he's yeah, an actor. Bjorn Thorson. He's an actor, and he's uh, he's married to some smoking hot babe that yeah, I can't well, think of right now. Duh. Oh, it's uh, the. The Latina lady from uh, Modern Family. Oh, okay. Uh, I yeah, I know who you're that, talking about. Okay. He's married to her. Okay. Sophia de Vargas. Yeah, de Vargas. De Vargas. Yeah. Something like He's that. He's married to her, and he has his own clothing line that's like- It's all D&D &D shit, and it's fucking rad, and a lot of it's like Frazetta. He, he's done some stuff with this company, Frazetta Girls, who like- has license, I guess, to a bunch of old yeah. Frazetta stuff. I think it maybe has something to do with Frank Frazetta's daughter. Um but it's just like cool. Like the one shirt I got is like an old uh, uh, double spread magazine ad. 
from like the 70s for Dungeons and Dragons. That's really cool. Yeah, and a lot of it's like Frazetta stuff or he'll hire really cool illustrators to do like certain characters out of the compendium or the monster manual, like certain gods like Arkham the Cruel and stuff like that. That's really cool. Um, yeah, and it's there's a lot, a lot of badass stuff coming out of that company right now. That's oh, yeah. really cool. The question was about yeah, no, 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 the no. learning and, curve. And, well, and we were talking about you were talking about kids who, yeah. who have interviewed. It, the answer I always give them, they always ask me what's the easiest part in the or like the best part and the worst part about your job, and it's the same answer, um, and it's the same as this question is like people, like how to handle right. people, like is the toughest part for me because I have a fairly no-nonsense attitude, I guess I can say in a positive way. I'm kind of a dick. Um, Right. And that doesn't always go over well. So, like, learning to read where you're at with someone in a conversation, um, and I I imagine it's kind of like reading a crowd when you're the front man um, of a band. Uh, It's it's a hard part because you gotta you got to – kind of figure out where you can push and pull to like get somebody into an idea that's maybe better or like might work better in the medium of tattooing. Um, That's the hardest part is like really just getting people selling yourself to people, but also getting them to stay in the conversation with you as to like what is, is best for them or like what's best for the idea or the project right at and, hand yeah and and when we had melon in here he he talked a bit about how you kind of have to as as the artist you kind of have to guide the people and yeah. people people can resist that yeah well and you can't just be like hey your idea sucks yeah you can't say like that check out this better one like the, that's right, like yeah. even me answering the question i'm like trying to find the right language to like dance around what dude I, people people i what think i want to say people are 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 tough in any field that you're in and i yeah. and i and i think that's because there is so much variability with people mm-hmm. like there are so many universals we have more in common than we don't have in common yeah yeah or that we have not in common if that makes sense yeah but those slight variations in personality and like like having to kind of kind of quickly adjust and 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 uh, adapt with every new person that comes in through the door mm-hmm. uh you know that the the old different strokes adage yeah, like man. and it takes all kinds yeah. adage and, yeah. and and whatnot i've um we were talking before we before we got on on the show we were talking about the uh uh the free will thing, yeah, you know, yeah, and yeah. and we won't get into that. We we're on unpacking the, some crazy shit. Yeah, we were unpacking some crazy peeking shit. Peeking out on some psilocybin. Hey, maybe we'll get maybe <laughs> we'll get back into it what, on the pan show. Psych, pan psych something. Oh, oh, uh, uh, pan psychism and pan, um, pan fried something or pan. <laughs> what is it? It's it's pan psych, pan psych it, pan, pan psychism, pan psych it. Yeah, pan, pan fried, fried chicken. Yeah, That's yeah, what it is. Yeah, chicken fried stuff. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and the delusion of of free will, Knocking like stuff uh, over. determinism yeah. and whatnot. Yeah, and those ideas kind of play into some of the other stuff that I've studied, like this, mm. the, the study of you know NLP and just being very curious about people in general. Sure, um, is you know this idea that people are only functioning based upon the software that they currently have installed. Yeah. Like people 
our people's behavior is going to be determined by the operating system that they're running. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't make a like difficult or hostile or um or or you know uh, abrasive personality any less abrasive mm. but it does make it easier to accept yeah. it does soften yeah. the blow a bit and allows you to kind of have the bandwidth to be able to navigate around that and and formulate your responses yeah you know when, when you when you you go hate this person just they just don't know any better yeah they just this is just how they function like yeah. being able being able to t- take a step back and going this person is doing the best they can with yeah, the information yeah yeah it's have. certainly it's 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 like the hardest learning curve but also it's been one of the most interesting parts of being a tattooer is like really you get around a lot more people now you get around a lot more people with a lot more things going on which expands your world yeah view. yeah yeah for sure like it's and that's like that's the thing it's like this weird cross-threaded scenario where like right. the hardest part of my day is dealing with people but like the best part of my day is dealing with people i feel like it's changed your art too yeah definitely like definitely helped your art to develop like the the like if you think about when you were just making art and just being around the your other contemporaries mm-hmm. in the art world you know to a certain degree you guys are going to be cycling things around yeah you and eventually your, you just recycle the same concepts over and over your again. your creative biome yeah yeah you know absolutely, if you will. absolutely. and then when you go into where you're dealing with the public for better or worse yeah, yeah you're yeah. going to have so much more variation of input yeah, coming in yeah yeah you know so yeah that makes sense and like one of the most important pieces of advice where that's concerned I got from like one of my best old friends who's one of my main tattooers and he's a super close homie um, and I asked him what he thought before I started my apprenticeship about me apprenticing and he gave me you know some sort of go ahead but his biggest piece of advice to date has been like keep making the art you make like right. don't don't lose yourself to tattooing keep doing what you're doing and yeah i it's been cool cuz i've allowed it to like kind of shift things but not like take over cuz i feel like a lot of people get into tattooing and they're just like either they're like this is what i do and fuck you that's all i do or they stop making art <laughs> Right. And they just become tattooers. They just draw pictures for people. Yeah, exactly. And, like, right. it's it's been – it was, like, a good piece of advice to, like, click in the back of my head. And thank you, Matt West, for that, um, if I can shout him. Yeah, that's wise advice. Right? Um, it, it, it was wise. I didn't get it then, and I get it better now because it's a, a deeper thing that, like, hold on to what makes your shit your shit, but also, like, right. let it shift things. Right. I, I mean, be open to new influences. You can't. You can't help. Listen, listen to some jam bands. You can't. <laughs> you can't help but develop. Yeah. If you subject yourself to novel experience. Yeah. Well, and I think one of the things that drew me to to being a creative and one of the best things about tattooing in general is like, there's 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 infinite ways to not stagnate. Like, oh yeah. Why would you stagnate yourself? Like why would you want to do the same thing over and over again? Why wouldn't you want to let shift what you're doing? And I'm sure it's it's similar with music. I played music right. also. It's like why would you want to sit in one place and do the same thing? Like uh, Right. Like And and like no offense to like Motorhead and Madball, but like 
Hey, you dude, released I, the same record for twenty five. I was years. just if about it works, to say, great. Yeah, yeah, I was just about to say Iron Maiden and ACDC. But yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. and Uncle Acid also, and the Deadbeats, like we talked about earlier. But when you're in the mood for what ACDC yeah, does, yeah, absolutely. Or when you're in the mood for what Iron Maiden and we, does, and we need those things. We do need that, and that's it's. It's funny because this is a whole other fucking like stone conversation I've had with myself about like. <laughs> Why I love like death and black metal purists, and also <laughs> why do you love death and black metal purists? Because I think it's rad to like hang on to the traditions that built your fucking genre, like to hang on to the foundations. I can understand that, and I love like like Dark Throne, Blaze in the Northern Sky. Sure, great fucking record, rad fucking like foundation to build a genre on, but also. Listen to Beharit or Thorns or something like like listen to shit that pushes the boundaries. Also, what did you think of the Lords of Chaos film? I didn't watch it. You I'm, didn't watch I'm it. Fucking terrified. Um, <laughs> I've read that book. So and like, I I <laughs> before you ask what you're gonna ask, have you watched uh, Varg's response to that video? No, I haven't. Or to like the Varg YouTube video response. What's to Varg's that response movie? to it? I mean, it just go watch it because Varg's a hilarious fucking over the top goofball. And right. I, I don't like take didn't anything por- he says without a grain of salt. But. They didn't portray him in the most flattering light in that film well, or in that he, book. He doesn't portray himself in the most well, flattering they, light they, just they, by being a lunatic. They portrayed but. him as kind of a dummy and kind of a poser. I mean, have you watched any of his YouTube oh, videos? Yeah. He's that, a fucking goon. That, that's, what, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm saying, man, is I saw that. I saw no. that and I felt sad for everyone involved. Yeah, man. because what I saw is a bunch of insecure, awkward. affluent, awkward yeah, Scandinavian teenagers, teenagers yeah. doing stuff like trying to be cool. Like even dead, like yeah, yeah. dude, his He's Swedish. He but. well, he was. I mean, the 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 sniffing self, dead birds and shit. well, the stuff that he was doing. Clearly unchecked mental illness yeah, for man. sure, for but sure. there's also an aspect of it that was that was dramatic adolescence. Yeah, you yeah. know, teenagers have like their brain functioning is inherently dramatic and hyperbolic well, and well, fucking intense. And, and their, and their crazy. bodies just pumping hormones everywhere, nonstop. And no skills to and fucking so, be able to deal with it. So it wasn't so much that like. It wasn't so much that like, whoa, this guy's crazy and dark (laughs) and he's like into Satan. It was more like, this guy is a little mentally unstable to begin with and and he got into something that's kind of dark and it's like- He needs a hug. Well, dude, it's the same thing as- it's the same thing structurally yeah. as when we were in high school and we got really into like the business and dropkick Murphys and we wanted to be fucking Irish tough guys yeah, and drink man. too much and like shave our heads and yeah. put our arms around each other and sing songs about yeah. fucking boys and unity and shit like that. Heave ho it up. Oh yeah. Heave ho it up. It's this it's the <laughs> same fucking thing, man. What union are you in, bro? Yeah, oh, yeah. It's it's like that like no offense if you're in a union. No, no, no. But That's not what I mean. No, no. He said Jungian, like, <laughs> like into Jungian psychology, yes, like yes. the the shadow that, self. And I, stuff I like would that. make I would make space for that shit. You want to put that in some death metal songs? <laughs> Fucking do it up, dude. I'm, I'm sure I there's see a tons place of it. for that. I'm sure there's tons of it. But but that's like when it comes to purists, like black and death metal purists, who are like really really serious about it. It's like you know this music was pioneered by yeah. Like, I mean, I don't. Teenagers. 
fucking have you have you listened to any of the recent posers Dark, dude Dark people Throne playing ma- yeah people dude's playing trying make-believe. to be cool yeah. people playing make believe yeah, yeah. and i'm not saying and i don't use it as a derogatory term because i am the fucking biggest poser that ever lived i did a lot of i've got tat shitty tattoos yeah. all over my body and all those cool dickies sleeveless jumpsuits yeah <laughs> see <laughs> I, I started doing the jumpsuits yeah. when i stopped trying to be cool yeah yeah well i started that's, doing that's what i was getting at with the dark throne records and like the new abbott record is sandwich in the middle of the new abbott record and it's not on the track listing is a fucking judas priest cover that's pretty tight. <laughs> uh, fucking riding on the wind. That's I pretty think. tight. Yeah, it's like dead in the middle of the record, and there's no track listing for it, and you're just like, fuck. Is it? So isn't there's the a dude... bunch of cock rock riffs on fucking Arctic Thunder by Dark Throne? Doesn't Abbott stay in character when you meet him? I don't know. I've never met him. I've, I've, I've. I'd like to meet him. I have, I have a cool Abbott shirt that is all them walking across Abbey Road like the Beatles, and it says Abbott Road. Y- you know, it'd be uh, really uh, cool uh, to do is to do. Abba, Abba, as done by Abbath. That would be cool. And just call it Abbath. Abba. <laughs> <laughs> some, somewhere in there you have to find Tesco V so he can be part of it. I'll from, bet, dude, I'll bet he would. From the Meat Men. I'll bet he, he would put that record Abba. out. Oh, he probably would. He would probably put that record out. No, I mean, it's, I don't know, like, when I think of death and black metal purists, I think of, like, Maris the Great. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, Maris the Great. For those of you who don't know, is a character from Denver mythology. He is an over-the-top gay man yeah. who is a real sweetheart, real lovely guy. I really want to have yeah. him on the show. But if I were to have Maris on the show, yeah. I would be like, you can't do it in character, dude. There's yeah. no way we can have you a productive do with, conversation for two hours. You should do it with hours. him and DJ Rockstar Aaron. Like the two, <laughs> the two most over-the-top like gay Denver dude, but, personalities. But they look like they look like the good witch and bad witch version of each other. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like... Like, uh, like, great, just like DJ. In the bubble. <laughs> you know, D, uh, Rockstar Aaron has the, like, no, androgynous... Rockstar Aaron would be in the bubble. Uh, yeah, yeah. Rock, Rock, true. He would Rockstar, be the good witch for sure. <laughs> well, Rockstar Aaron even wears like the poofy shoulder yeah, stuff man. sometimes, yeah. and like, like kind of looks like Esmeralda from yeah, yeah. like and like and and the very androgynous look and yeah. the and and the the pink mohawk and very like glittery, shiny, very yeah. like definitely the nightclub spirit, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. And then Maris, the, like okay, party monster so, of the pack, right? But then people who don't know Maris, Maris. Dresses up like a zombie, calls himself Maris, Maris the, Great, the Great, goes to shows and stays in character <laughs> the entire time, talking about killing people and ah, I am Maris the Great, you will die. Like, and it's like really hard to have a conversation with him. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think Speak. I'm, I think I'm smelling your next tattoo. But, uh, <laughs> Maris, the, Maris great the Great and Rockstar Aaron is. <laughs> The good witch and the bad witch. Yes, there, please. There was there was a there was tattoo a tattoo him on your neck is like your your devil and angel. There like was on an, your shoulders. There was an urban legend for a while that they were the same guy, but uh, <laughs> that but, would be great. But, but they both, I think, resented the notion. I, um, I saw Maris the Great break character in public one time, and it was at the Marauder show up at Pinkies up north. He was at Marauder. It was at Marauder. Oh, when there Whoa. was the fight, there was a big old fight, of course and like it was. somebody was grabbing it's fucking Marauder, grabbing microphone stands and just like javelin them yeah, man. at at different people. And he just got on the mic and was like, "Okay, everybody needs to calm down." And I feel, <laughs> I feel like I feel like people that knew who he was kind of went, 
Whoa! Whoa. Just kind of stopped the chaos. Collectively, we're like, yo, we should really calm down. Well, so so to give further context for, for listeners, so Maris's shtick, which he's coming back and, and starting to do more stuff again. Oh, I thought he retired. Maris, I... Dude, it's he's yeah. yeah he I retired him like, on social media. He retired like Vermin Supreme will retire. <laughs> like, never. Dude, but but on. he's been posting a lot of stuff that alludes to him coming back out and doing something. We should get him on the but, ballot for fucking so, the next election. Uh, he actually put he actually has stickers that say "Make Maris the Great Again." <laughs> oh my God. Isn't that fucking awesome? I need like fucking a lifetime yeah, supply it's, of those. It's 2020 and it's a cartoon drawing of Maris the Great that says make Maris the Great again. But so what, what Maris does is his shtick is he dresses up like a zombie and he kills bands yeah. so that the only band left will be his band, which is, and I swear to God, this is the name of his band, Maris the Great and the Faggots of Death, yeah. which um, <laughs> Zach, who does some of the voices for Nug Nation, okay. like he does, like I do half the characters and he does like the other half of the characters. Okay. He does Affy, he did- um, I, Can I put this on record? I'd love to do a Nug Nation. I would love to have you on Nug Nation, cool. man. That would be great. Um, Let's make it happen. But uh, but so Zach does a bunch of the voices on the Nug Nation. He looks he looks and talks exactly like Will Ferrell, <laughs> but he's also a hell of a drummer, awesome. and he's a straight edge dude. And he was like in the hardcore scene. He That's was right. in um, he was in PSD with Stefan and fucking Nick Rubina and Nicarvina, shit. Yeah. yeah, and and then ended up playing in a bunch of like or ended up playing in some socks place bands. I'm not sure exactly. Who. I don't remember what band. Yeah, I can't remember which bands, but um. But uh, he plays drums for Maris's band, Maris the Great and the Faggots of Death, right? Mm. So what Maris would do is he would get together with bands and he would interview them um, and then set up a photo shoot where he makes it look like he's, he's killing, killing them. them. Yeah. And he actually did fourth year freshman years yeah. ago. Yeah. And what's fun, when you meet up with Maris to do this He's not in character. Yeah. Like, you get a voicemail, like, you get an email in all caps that says, It is I, Maris the Great. I will kill you. We will meet up at this time. Give me your phone number so I can arrange your slaughter. <laughs> and then you're like, Okay, Maris, cool. Here's my number, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. And then I get a voicemail that's like, It's like, Hi, this is Maris the Great. I just wanted to call and set up this photo shoot. Uh, or, no, what did he say? He started out with, he started out with, like, it is I, Maris the Great, uh, giving you a call to set up this <laughs> interview we're going to do and blah, blah, blah. And you get together with him, and he's super nice, and he has tons yeah. of really funny and some really, really gross stories. <laughs> and and he's just telling you stories and basically going, if you don't mind too much, can I see your dick? Is that okay? And it's like, <laughs> it's like yeah, you can see my dick, dude. Check it out. And he goes, you have a really nice dick. Thank you, Maris the Great. But uh, but he he doesn't do it in character, and he's yeah, like yeah. just he's very he's regular, very down to earth, very sweet dude. Yeah. But then when you see him out in public, it's all yeah, yeah. ah, you I'm will die, fucking zombie lord. Yeah. Everywhere. So I I want to have him on the show, but I just Not don't in character, dude. That wouldn't be sustainable for two yeah, hours. Yeah, no, it's a rough time. Like you, you can have, have him. You should have him like be like a a. a constant contributor for like 10 minutes at a time well so like just come in and fucking <laughs> you should have him do your ads for episodes have him do the weather 
Have him do it's commentary. You have should him do commentary on MF Ruckus tracks. Yeah, dude. right. No, you should have him. You should have him come in and do the sociocultural weather. <laughs> like what's what's the what's the cultural weather of Denver today? News highlights. Yeah, and man. Fucking. Just like, just have him, uh, just have him read like Vox and fucking, <laughs> just have him read uh, like, like headlines from Vox and the Atlantic and shit like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Just have him read fucking uh, Breitbart headlines. I mean, <laughs> it sounds like something. You know what? That would I be think funny. that if Maris the Great came in and read Breitbart headlines, they would be less scary. That's probably. Or probably true. they actually might be less funny. <laughs> yeah, is is more like it. They'd be less funny than they already are. Oh, Truth. Um, how long have we been going, Gordo? Should we take a quick break? It's been about an hour fifteen. Cool. Oh, yeah, let's good. take let's take can, a quick break. I can talk for nine hundred years. So. Yeah. Let's uh let's take a quick break and we come back. I want to talk some more about uh I want to talk some more about the Midwest. I want to talk some more oh, about yeah, your let's career. Talk about Midwest and, and skateboarding uh, and yeah, lots all that of stuff. stuff. Hey, and let's talk more about drugs. I think let's. we should definitely talk more about drugs. It's, more let's, about let's talk about my my decade of uh, being a straight edge person and then how Ooh. I've spun that into let's being real supportive of the usage of drugs. Let's definitely talk about that. Uh, more when we return. Want to give a a quick shout out to our sponsors, real quick, Jay. Matula Plumbing. Well, of course. Do you do you like the sponsor section? I think it's an important part of the show. I think it's a, like I think it's an entertaining and familiar part I of the show. I think every time you open with Matula Plumbing, it's one of my favorite parts of the show. <laughs> <laughs> okay, our first sponsor, our most venereal, nay, venerable sponsor, Matula Plumbing. Matula. This Plains, Illinois, shit rolls downhill. Don't be that's, at the bottom. Your shit part. is our bread and butter. Your number two is our number one priority. Angie's List, Super Service Award winner. Back in 2011, the only year that matters because it's the last year that it really meant something. <laughs> He'll wear the booties for you. Yeah, because nowadays, fuck Angie's List. Yeah, fuck Angie's List. It's, fucking political they're games. They're a bunch of, bunch of corporate shills now, man. It's like, it's just payola all Heads over up again. up their own asses. Yeah. Mm. The, the, you know, John Q. Taxpayer, he's the one who suffers. <laughs> Evergreen Studio in Evergreen, Colorado State. Well, I didn't even get to echo in on the tell them the boys sent you. Oh yeah, and tell tell Jerry the tell boys. Jerry Matula, the boys sent you. That's right. Sorry, Evergreen <laughs> Studios. Continue, dude, dude. Jay listens to the show. Yeah, he, he knows. He listens yeah. to the show. He knows He's the a, stupidest jokes it. that we say. Yeah, man. Over and over. He's a fan I, the, the of ma- the show. The Matula Plumbing ad is one of my favorite sponsored ads <laughs> in all of podcastum. Like, I listen to a lot of podcasts these days, and a lot of comedy, and fucking, fucking Matula Plumbing. You, you've heard, you've heard the story with Matula Plumbing, like how we decided Matula. Yeah, plumbing. yeah I listened to that episode yesterday. <laughs> yeah, Jerry Dude, Matula. Jerry Matula. He's the man. Yeah. He's the fucking He's man. A pa- he, he, w- he didn't start as a Patreon subscriber. No, he didn't start out. But he is now. We just we're, threw his name in because we were like, Matula rules. <laughs> we're we're, we're going to have to get you some Matula gear. 
Oh, dude. Yes, fucking please. Dude, I, <laughs> I, I, I would kill for just a fucking Matula Master of Poopers fucking card. Dude, I have, I have a Matula shirt, and when I wear it at work... Anybody who's from like Illinois or Indiana, like sees the area code and goes, "Hey, Indiana," or "Hey, Illinois," yeah. where's that hey, from? Hey, Are you J- from Chicago? Are you from this plains? <laughs> hey, hey, Jerry Matula, I need a three XL. All right, we'll make it happen. Jerry's gonna hear it, and be like, "Fuck yeah, man, that guy was pretty cool." <laughs> Evergreen Studio in Evergreen, Colorado, state of the art recording studio located in the Black and or Shadow Mountain region of evergreen colorado i think it's like right in the middle of both of them uh beautiful scenery beautiful location solar powered solar powered. um they actually have video capabilities too which are awesome they have the best gear they have the best know-how they're a bunch of smarty pants mcgees that know their shit uh helpful and friendly staff Go see Brad and Jenny and the Ethans and Sam and and yeah. Sky and go do it. They hook up, they up motherfucking ruckus. Yeah. yeah, go see him. Ever Evergroove Studio. Until Brad and Jenny, the boys sent you. See, he does it so quick. Sometimes you can't. You can't. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to get Rocket Space that. Rehearsal Studios. Rocket Space here in Denver, Colorado. Zoom. Uh, hourly, <laughs> hourly, fully equipped. Rehearsal spaces. I was excited about this part, just for the record. You ain't got to carry you were, shit. Yeah. Rocket space. You ain't got to carry shit. Tell Kate. The, the boys, boys sent you. you. Uh, See, I'm getting better. That was a good one, actually. That was a pretty good one. Like, it, it felt like there was an echo on it's it. Like, it's like Tony's here all over again. Wait, you hear that, Tone? Who's the last sponsor? Uh, well, the next sponsor, well, sorry. The, the next sponsor is the Nugnation. The Nugnation.com. That's the home of the Nugs and all their wacky adventures through the town of Nugville. Real place, by the way. Real place. Not a fictional place at all. Near South Park. It's near South Park, but like if South Park was made of weed. A little bit to the left. Mm. The best homegrown comedy in years. Ounce for ounce. Ounce for ounce, the best homegrown comedy in years. God damn it. Pound for pound, dare I say. Pound for pound. Kilo for kilo. Kulo for kulo. Kulo. Culo uh, <laughs> what the fuck are we talking about? It's the Nug Nation, bitch. Go to the NugNation.com to check it out. <coughs> Mutiny Information Cafe here in Denver, Colorado. The motherfucking podcast is a Mutiny Transmission, which is a media service division of Mutiny Information Cafe. The five-pointed star of snark. Yeah, the five-pointed star of snark. That's absolutely right. This guy right here I'm listens one, I'm to one the of, goddamn... I'm one of your 12 subscribers, One of the dude. 12... That's my fucking guy. <laughs> I'm good. I'm high as a fucking jaybird. Cool. Um, How much of this do you oh, want back? Books. I'll just give you a new one. Ah, thank you. I brought nine. <laughs> I brought nine of them in case eight of them break down. Yeah, um, I smoked one on the way here to take the edge off the mushrooms. Yeah. <laughs> uh, books, records, coffee, comic books. Most importantly, cassette tapes. Cassette tapes. Yeah. Um, oh, yes. Apparel, cool art. I think it's great that they still have Jack Jensen pieces for sale there. Yeah. Like, yep. Jim took it over from, like, from Mutiny Now yeah. and Jack Jensen and just, like, made it super cool, but is like, we're still going to keep a part of Jack in here. Mutiny was cool before Jim got it, and now it's just, like, a, a kind of nicer version of 
how cool it was before. Yeah, yeah it's so. it's still got the spirit so, of Jack Jensen, but it's got the juice like, of Jim, Jim Norris Jim and Matt didn't McKenzie. fuck it up. No, he no, just kind of like organized it a little better. I remember going in there and being like, "How the fuck am I going to find anything in here?" But yeah. I was, in there, four and I was half in there stars last in the year. Yelp reviews. Fuck yeah. I was in there last that's year. That's 88 reviews. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Four, four and a half that's stars? A, that's like eight four times your stars. subscribers. They, 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 yeah. probably, they probably took <laughs> we a... We get 88 subscribers. They probably took great. a ding when the MAGA crowd went after them. And oh, I, I was, fuck them. I was thinking of bringing that up, and then you did. Yeah. I mean, we won't go into the entire story, but... Uh, if you're if you're listening to this and you want to support a badass fucking oasis of culture in the middle of fucking Denver, yeah. you should go and write a badass review about them. Back back to hundred percent because they're they're also. an amazing place, and I don't care what side of the political spectrum you are on, but if you try start trying to shut people down and shame people out of existence, you're on my fucking shit list. Man. Yeah, you know who else wears red hats? Fucking Fred Durst. That guy <laughs> sucks too. <laughs> You know, you know who's a real cunt, Fred Durst. Alice Cooper, I'm sorry, you're a fucking gem. <laughs> I, take, I take it back, Alice Cooper. Fred Durst, on the other hand, that piece of shit. That dude put Polly Shore in a video. <laughs> hey, whoa! You're I'm not like, gonna say bad things about Polly Shore. No, we're right? not, because Biodome is one of my favorite films of all time. Dude, Encino Man, hello. Encino Man is is like. I Look, based my entire life philosophy off of that film. Yeah, that's how I feel about Biodome. <laughs> you could have been another a- another born again Christian, fucking Stephen Baldwin. Stephen Baldwin, really? Yeah, when yeah. I was Christian, I read his book. It's guy weird. Has a book? Yeah, it's about wow. being a born again Christian. It's fucking <laughs> Stephen weird. Stephen Baldwin. Uh, so what? Uh, what did you get into this summer? Oh, you know, Jesus. Ah, this summer I read the and Stephen Baldwin buns. book. Oh. So how do you think you'll kill yourself? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, How do you think you're dropping out of life? Yeah. (laughs) Hey, Mutiny Information Cafe. (laughs) To South Broadway. Do they carry his book? (laughs) They they might carry Stephen Baldwin. If someone turned it in, I bet. Go into Mutiny and ask Jim or Matt or any of the fine folks working there, Corey Healy, ask them if they have Stephen Baldwin's book there. I'll bet they do. Ask Jim Norris. I'll bet if they don't. Jim Norris, I'll bet Jim Norris has something. He goes, oh, yeah, I got that book. You ever read that shit? Yo, I went in there one day to look at tapes because I have a huge cassette collection. You I do. probably have about 500 at this That's point. That's awesome. Um, I went in there one day and I bought a Man of War tape out of the used <laughs> section. Which one? And, uh, fuck. Was, was it the one with, every one of us has heard the call. <laughs> bow, bow, bow. It's got one about being Cherokee Indians on it, and I don't know how Man of War knows anything about that. No. It's pretty fucking racist and ridiculous. It's fucking weird. I bet the album's called Fill in the Blank of Metal. (laughs) Most likely. You see, they just canceled their Hellfest date because the stage was too small, and they wouldn't let them play loud enough. Dude, Uh, that sounds about right. (laughs) Dude, you you gotta wonder how much of them... Being dicks is part of their kayfabe. Yeah, no, you know, is totally. their is their thing. Like when they played at the Bluebird, um, I wasn't at the show, but I heard from multiple people that were like, "Yeah," and then he like went into this diatribe on stage, just like 
about why their ticket price was so high. <laughs> They're like, and then just like pointed out the light show and was just like, yeah, see that right there? That's not a $10 a ticket light show right there. That's not a $15 a ticket it's light like, show It's like right seeing there. Danzig do a show now. You're like, dude, shut up and play the songs but I came to hear. everybody in the band was Danzig. Like, it's pretty much like... If, so, so you mean if the band was Danzig, the band? If everybody in that no, band is pretty much. You know what Manowar is? You know what Manowar is? They're Tanzig. <laughs> <laughs> everybody. <laughs> so, so I went, I went into Mutiny and I bought this Manowar tape, and Jim rang me out and he was like, "Hey, man, hang out right here. I got something for you." And he like went in the back, and he <laughs> That's comes a pretty good gym. He comes back with a fucking like 1980s promo photo of Manowar, and they're all on fucking like dumb generic choppers, like <laughs> facing the camera, and that shit's in my tattoo booth that now because it's nice. fucking. It's like the the eight by ten fucking glossy. <laughs> Eight by ten glossies are amazing, dude. It's fantastic, and it's like we just had one made. We 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 made one because we need. An eight by ten glossy. Fuck they're yeah! Completely they're because they're even, nobody even knows what they <laughs> no. are. It, but yeah, promo. yeah. But if you send that with like a promo pack to a club that you're thinking about getting booked at, dude, that makes a fucking statement. Now, dude, yeah. totally. So I well, have, yeah, absolutely. I have this idea for the comic to have a character at like basically like have a character that is an old maester, basically uh-huh. that like like oversees this giant collection of artifacts from the old world. And it's you know just what I mean? Jim and Norris. it's based on Jim. This is yeah. Jim. And he just kind of walks around. I, it was amazing because like, oh, yeah, he was I like seen in that thing. Come on, check it out. He was in back for like 30 seconds and I'm like, how did you just know where like do you have a collection that's alphabetized and back at eight by ten glasses? Dude, he knows where all that stuff is. It's the level of organization. Dude, when it's I worked like a at, human computer. Before Mutiny opened up when I worked at King's, there was there was memorabilia and art and figurines yeah, and collectibles man. in every corner of that fucking bar. Dude. Yeah, that case by the bar is like the most interesting part of it. Oh yeah, I've got I've got some crap in that fucking case. It's I'm sure cool case. some of it got thrown out. But I, like, I remember when we were putting out a record, he pulled out a Fu Manchu record, and he was like, "This is the coolest record I ever bought," and I'll show you why. And he opened it up, and there's nothing special about it, but it came with a little Fu Manchu license plate. Like you would get in a box of honeycomb when you were a kid? And he was like, yeah. this is the coolest thing, just because of this little yeah, trinket that came with your one-off record. One-off, weird thing. Yeah. 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 And that kind of stuck with me. I was like, what? How can yeah. we make people How do we buy incorporate that? He kind of- make he, a fucking comic book. Yeah, he- That's what you fucking do. He, he, there was a brief not period- Not just a comic book, serialized comic book, guys. Fucking, if you're not listening, you're fucking up. Dude, uh, I'm I'm getting very excited for this thing to come up, man. And we'll talk we'll talk more about that here in a yeah, sec. Yeah, let's. Um, Anyways, want... go into mutiny and buy some shit. Cause yeah, Jim right. Jim just had a kid too. Yeah, he's oh, dead. We're, he we're needs to We're not even done with the sponsors. Cool. Yet. Yeah, next sponsor. Uh, I'm trying to move Aaron. Who is? Oh, so mutiny. The boys sent you. Flip side music on South Acoma Street. Need a bass guitar in Denver, Colorado. Need yeah, I do need a bass guitar. You know I where to go. I do need a pedal. There's a oh, great place called it's Flip Side Music. Have you been practicing Dude, you're your really pitches? Good at this. You're really, really good at this. <laughs> Dude, I came to party. Dude, That's he cool. he he has been preparing to be on the show. He's like, when it gets to the sponsor I was, section, I'm gonna help with the pitches. I was man. hassling Aaron about ideas like a month ago, <laughs> like high as fuck one morning it's at true. the tattoo shop slow. And like 
even via text, his response, I was like, ah, I should probably leave you alone because this is your podcast and you know what you're doing. No, 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 dude. Like, <laughs> we will go, we'll go like a month without talking to each other and then kind of we'll like make contact again for a minute and then we'll just text a couple novels to each other. Yeah. And then we don't talk to each other for like like another couple weeks or a month or something like that. New dads. Just these yeah man, just these little bursts of like, "Hey, hey, other dad. Hey, other dad. How's it going?" "Hey, right. I'm thinking about you." Yeah, yeah, yeah. While uh, while I'm just doing dad stuff. Hey, what are you doing? Hey, yeah, work. Wrist deep, wrist deep in shit before yeah. you gotta go to work. Did yours piss on the floor today? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking great. <laughs> oh, we haven't. Mine got- kicked me in the face at three fifteen this morning. Holy shit! We haven't gotten to floor pissing yet, but he has shit in my pubes. <laughs> <laughs> he did shit in my pubes. Um, he has. He what has a sensation. Pit. That must have been. <laughs> oh, dude, it made me laugh. The first, the first, like, like I told you, we we probably. There That's are, how you know you're meant to be a dad when your kid shits in your pubes. It didn't and even you laugh. bother me. It didn't even bother me, man. It's it's all breast milk. Who cares? There is nothing in it, you know. Like it's when he starts eating people food. Like if he took a fucking hot Carl on me after eating some people food. No, that's pretty funny too. Like like eating some creamed asparagus and then honking one out on me. That's gonna suck. But but breast milk, fucking cheese curd, diarrhea. No, that's no problem. Get ready, man. Someday, you know what I'm talking about. I do. Yeah. Oh, I do. <laughs> no. Um. And he uh he he pissed on me not that long ago. I mean, he's pissed hey, on me a couple they times. Do that. Yeah. I mean, he, he you leave a diaper off him long enough. Yeah. I mean, he pit, he shit or pissed, pissed on me today. But uh, one time he pissed on me and I didn't see it coming. It just started <laughs> happening. You know what I mean? Like I was I wasn't I didn't have my head on a swivel like you're supposed to. And he pissed on me. And you dropped him. And Well, no, no, no. I reacted. Oh, okay. And got startled. Did he, did he cry? And he laughed at me. <laughs> this kid is three months old, and he saw my reaction, and it, stu- and, it, and it stunned him, and then he fucking laughed at me. A three-month-old baby fucking laughed at me after yeah, he pissed on me. Yeah, you named him Ransom. So Dude, he's like, that is a- He's got- There's he's some like, karma I'm gonna coming remember your that. way. That is a yeah. badass name. He's like, Ransom. Look, All right, I'll see you. I'll see look, you, Dad. Look, well, I, I, call, I call him Boogie. And Booger and Ram Jam and Ramline. Oh, yeah, most I, have, of the time. I have nothing but nicknames for my. But daughter. but here's the, here's the reason behind the name, and I know I know we dude, talked about this. Here's it. Well, and I haven't really talked about it officially on the All show. Right, let's talk about it on the show. I this is a know, nice story. Okay, the etymology of ransom is not what you think it At is. Any time that I tell people what my son's name is, I get a mix of responses. There's the people who kind of politely smile, but they're cringing inside. You can see it. There's the people who go. Dude, fuck yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And then there's the people who have outright been like, really? And none of them know why. Yeah. So let's talk about so, it. So Sarah and I I'm gonna interview you. Sarah and I live by Sarah and I live by Fairmount Cemetery. Beautiful. And it's a beautiful park. We drive past be- there twice a week. Yeah, it's a beautiful place to go walking around. It's the largest arboretum in the state of Colorado. There's wildlife there, there's hawks and there's owls and there's all sorts of I've talked about it dozens of times on this show, I'm sure. But when we were uh, we were walking through there one day, and this is before Sarah got pregnant, and we saw this tombstone with the name Ransom on it, and I was like, "Man, that's a tough name. That's like that sounds like an old cowboy of the West right there." And after Sarah got pregnant, the name kind of came up again, and we started looking into it. 
And what ransom literally means is redemption. Yeah. And it's it basically what, what you used to have to do is if you wronged somebody as yeah. part of your atonement, you had to pay a ransom. It wasn't like paying a ransom to get somebody back. You were yeah. paying a yeah. ransom for your trespasses your against this person, for your misgivings. Yes. Right. As, a, as an act of atonement. The more we looked into it, um, we started finding out that the etymology there's uh it comes from the name ram son like son of the ram son of a ram son of a ram and he's an aries you should definitely yell that at him when he's being a dick son of the son of a ram yeah um but and and then uh also a couple famous people named ransom sure uh uh, your, Ransom your, Eli your Olds. Favorite one. Ransom Eli Olds. Okay. From uh, is that? the namesake of the band Ario Speedwagon Lovely. and the founder of Lovely. Oldsmobile. Yes. Uh, so Ransom Eli Olds, uh, uh, a a pillar of industry, and uh, also Ransom Stoddard, a character played by Lee Marvin in the film. The man who shot Liberty, or who shot Liberty Valance, or the man who shot Liberty Valance. You put a lot of thought into this, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, as, as one should. Yeah, but then, but then, back to the redemption thing. Just, so just it's call him Buck. Or... It basically, it Buck. so it Buck. means all, all this to call him fucking Ram Jam I, I, I all the call, time. I just call yeah. him Bud or Buck. Or, and that hey. that's a big part of it too. Hey, is hey, I was like, think hey, of how bud. many fucking cool nicknames. Because when I was a kid. I never had a cool nickname. Yeah, these guys. Oh, dude, you know Key and Peel. That's the closest I've come to having a cool nickname in my entire life. And you were how old when that skit came out? It it was was like two years ago. Yeah, it was. It was more like uh, the word we were throwing around earlier that people used to call us. That was kind of my nickname most of the time. Sorry, I said that. (laughs) I don't think anything bad if you're queer or LGBTQ. You 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 got called it, so it's okay to say it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, it's something that assholes were were yelling yeah. in with intent. I don't want anybody so to think that I don't support them. I do. Yeah, we we called you Double A Ron and yeah, but that's not even Shit. fun. That's, that's not like not Ram Jam. Not no. yeah, but I I really wanted I wanted him to have the possibility, a world of possibility of cool band name, or yeah. cool nicknames. Yeah, you could just and, call him Black Betty. Well, yeah, right, <laughs> and. Uh, I thought about it, and it's like he is only going to be a child for such a small amount of time. He's yeah. going to be a grown-ass man for yeah. most of his life. Yeah, yeah. So I wanted him to fucking have a badass grown-ass man name for sure for a little baby. But the 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 deepest kind of layer to all this is relates to the idea of redemption. Now, when I was a young man, yep. I was a real lunatic. And a crazy piece of shit. Yeah, I had sure. a lot of trouble with the law. I had I had well, a, a, a lot of troubles with drugs and alcohol yeah. and relationships and yeah. and I don't think that's any secret. No. And then yeah. Sarah had had a series of negative experience with relationship to men. That's the most I will say without yeah. delving into into her yeah. personal Beautiful. history. But so we both had kind of and and as a result was fearful about bringing another man into the world. You know, was fearful about the man that she would raise up. 
You know, it was hard enough for her to accept me yeah, into her life. She's got no no positive modeling so, surrounding that experience. So what we agreed upon is that the name Ransom and this concept of redemption would be like, on one side, it's my opportunity to s- create the man I would like to bring into the world, yeah, the person to- I... I would like to think I'm aspiring to, to be literally now. pay your debt. Yeah. And then on Sarah's end, it's this like opportunity at redemption to like learn to deeply love and trust and guide a, a man into the world. And that's why we chose that name. MF ruckus more than farts and drugs. Yeah. More than, more than farts more than and drugs. Farts and dick jokes. Yeah, it's true. Deep thoughts. Once with in a while, Jack Handy. But that's the, that's the thing, though, man. Is I have always been such a big fan of satire and silliness. Yeah, man. And so much. Listen, okay. So we watched, we watched, uh, we watched the the chapter two motion comic, the like ninety eight percent, almost all yeah, the way, yeah, kind yeah, of, yeah. kind of yeah. Right, yeah. raw, chapter almost two, done. Sorry, not chapter, chapter three. two. Yeah. So we watched that earlier. Um, first of all, what'd you think of it? Fantastic. I'm glad you like it, man. Thanks. Great. I'm very excited. Excited. About Who it. animated it for you? Uh, our friend Macy Little from Portland, Oregon. He's Beautiful. a Denver boy. Thank you, sir. Yeah. Uh, and Jake Fairley's art. I Jake Fairley's art. Who yeah. Who else is involved with the project? Uh, let's, let's see. Get their names out there. Uh, Logan did voices on it, and Beautiful. I did voices on it. And Logan, a... your wife did voices on yeah, it. Yeah. Did. Becky. She was oh the... my god! What <laughs> happened to that school bus? <laughs> she was. She was the funniest part of the whole thing. Dude. Like, I got. <laughs> Aaron's a funny guy, but I've been around him. My whole life uh, yeah, yeah, and just yeah. seeing my little wife. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, what happened to that school bus? Uh, I lost my shit. Logan hits me up before the session and he's like, he's like, hey, um, I know you're trying to get some people in there to do voices. Are you cool if Becky comes? I guess like she really likes doing voices and stuff like that. And I'm like, oh, I had no idea. And Becky comes in and just starts doing just the most it. fucking hilarious voices. Oh, I love it. Like, she was the one that I was like, it. poor kid. Poor Can kid. you believe it? <laughs> <laughs> it's so fucking good. It's a fantastic yeah. motion comic. She, I, I can't wait for you to she, release she, it. She did really well just turning into a completely different person. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, behind the mic. I was like, whoa. Yeah. Okay. And she's a lovely human in general. Yeah, she's just a great, great human. But the so that idea of redemption is an element that is really uh, prevalent in that book. Yeah, you know, yeah. like I have always, I have always aspired to entertain people, yeah. but I also want to try and slip in. You know, once I once I open up people's attention to the point that they're, uh, what would you call it? Um, their disbelief is their their their. That's better than butthole joke I was gonna make. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's like it's like all right. He hooked me with the buttholes and the drugs, <laughs> and now he's gonna slip in some philosophy yeah, and and things like. Sure. But but Are there's you talking about suspension of disbelief. Suspension of disbelief. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah, and um, a critical faculty. That's what I was looking for. Critical like, faculty. Like I like the idea of using satire to bypass someone's critical faculty. Yeah, yeah. And then kind of introduce other likewise, ideas. Likewise, you know what I mean. Like, I I really like doing that. And yeah. like the That's why I have giant issues with censorship. The but. the the comic, yeah, absolutely. Of, of we're on the, we're on the same page yeah, with yeah, that. Sure. I think, um, you know, the the primacy of of 
not just freedom of speech, but the primacy of, of creative freedom. Yeah. You know, um, but one of the ideas that I wanted to put in with all the dick and fart jokes and tour stories and and uh, and just band humor is this this question and this question will hopefully yield some kind of thesis. And that question is, are we going to be okay? That's like the main question yeah. that I'm trying to pose yeah. in this entire story. Well, and I, like my answer to that would be not without someone asking those questions. Exactly. And, and, you and, know, like you have to ask that. Like it's important. It's like fucking ridiculously important to ask those questions because th- to just go along and think it's fine is right. like what gets us into all these messes. Well, I think half the time. I think oh, that, this is okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, Let's I lock think little I th- kids in cages. That's right. Okay. Right. And I think the I think a lot of what we see in the, the in terms of the elevated emotional state of sure. every possible uh, heated discussion that's happening in the world right now across mm-hmm. topics. Yeah. Um I think the the root of that anger and outrage spawns from a seed of fear related to that question most you know like that do we're all like across the globe people are kind of going like is this right Fuck, are we are gonna we be okay? okay like what's gonna happen like like we're we're making it through this right yeah, yeah, yeah. you know that's I, I think that's like so much of like why the anxiety level has gone up so much yeah. and why rates of depression have increased so much and yeah. why the suicide rate has it, it all it so all much. comes down to like there's not enough love and care for each other and like absolutely call, call me a wiener for saying shit like that or no whatever. and it's it's exactly like, that type of injunction in oh you have system. tattoos you're super tough let's be a dick to everybody like knock it the fuck off why don't you just be chill to people and be cool mm. to the people around you yeah like, just like why are you bitching yep. at a fucking starbucks barista or the guy who fucking change your oil like quit being a fucking asshole mm. as someone who spent a lot of time in their life being a fucking asshole for the sake of being an asshole and being an instigator and antagonizer fucking knock it off yeah grow, grow up if you're not a teenager fucking stop <laughs> your tattoos don't make you fucking young again so knock it off right i, I feel like i used to be kind of a prick yeah like way more of a prick than i yeah, am now absolutely and i feel like if you can see that you used to be and better yourself and you're just like i think that's the important a better part. dude all around I yeah think it's okay you know? yeah. so so we were talking earlier it's, it's that idea of redemption is like i probably tow that a little bit with what i'm saying like right. go out and be fucking all right to people stop being a fucking douchebag well, we're fortunate that we live in a time where um, information is communicated so rapidly yeah. that we and and anonymously. Well, but we're receiving so much. Like, yeah, yeah. like, dude, if you went and had a like, it used to be. Oh man, if I had a conversation with myself when I was a teenager, I wouldn't even be able to talk to that person. That yeah. I would talk some sense into him. Now, we are receiving information so quickly that if you went back in time a year, yeah. you would have to talk some sense into yourself. Oh, yeah, man. If you went back in time a For year, sure. you would you would find certain things about that past version of yourself to be yeah. highly, like, 
like disconcerting. Yeah. You'd be like, you'd be like, oh, I can't believe I thought that. Or, yeah. or like, dude, you have no idea. This all happens. <laughs> and da, 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 da. You know, Bill and, Cosby, actually a rapist. Yeah. Crazy, dude. Crazy I, I saw you shit. laughing at that album a year ago. Yeah. I, yeah. I saw it's you. Crazy. Laughing. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Oh. Do we have anybody after Flipside Music? <laughs> <laughs> the last but most important people that that are behind the scenes of this podcast are the brave, beautiful, uh, generous, sexy souls that back us via a small recurrent contribution on Patreon.com slash MFRuckus. Jay, Boom you, bap. you are one of them. What's up, yeah. bitches? Yeah. Sure am. It's not much, but it's something. Dude, but here's the thing. Support your friends. I think Support it's, creativity. I think it's so brilliant and like being able to... Like, I have invested, you know, I invest 10% of our Patreon funds into other creators. Beautiful. And awesome. the few bucks a month yeah. I give them makes me feel like we have a stake in, yeah, man. in what they do. I, and I'll say, like, I don't, I don't look at all the content. Like I of listen, I listen to the podcast and I see emails and stuff, but like just seeing the email come in, I'm like, oh yeah, I totally backed that shit. Awesome. Yeah. It makes me go and look and be like, what what have I missed? Like I watched a lot of the Euro tour videos on the bus. Right. When oh, yeah. something started leaking in somebody's bunk. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm paying attention. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I watched some of that stuff and like because it just comes to my email and I'm like oh yeah my friends are doing cool stuff let's dude, go check out what they're doing dude, let's get out of the fucking humdrum of busy daily life and go look at what somebody else is doing and stop being self fucking invested constantly it's 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 something like Patreon fucking subscribers yeah it's good shit man and it's uh, I, I, I the thing that I've heard the most that has almost been universal from person to person is like, yeah, the content's pretty cool. I mean, I appreciate it. Yeah. I, I, you know, I appreciate the offers for guest lists and stuff like that. But yeah. mostly, it's just cool to help you guys. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I like getting the comic book in the mail. It's always awesome. I'm like, oh yeah, fuck yeah, and I like read them. I yeah, hang out. It's neat. And but yeah, it's, it's just reminding me that I'm helping other doing people a thing. do what they want to do. Yeah, man. Like, I think it's, I, I think it's cool that you can do that for people. It's it's one of the the better things. Basically, what we were talking about out there, like it's one of the the better uses that we're using, the better ways we're using social media and like gossip culture. Oh yeah, to to an extent to actually like benefit humanity well, instead of just be a fucking leech on everybody's emotional. Well, well, to give energy. a little yeah, to, to give a little context, out in the hall we were talking. Um, uh, we were talking about, oh fuck, gossip as an oh yeah, we were as talk- one of the best human communication oh, yeah, right, 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 innovations. Right. You've all know a Harari, uh, in in his book. Um, oh god, which one was it? Uh, Homo Deus? No, it wasn't Homo Deus. It was the one before. It was, uh, God, I, it was, it was, it's his first book that's basically about the history of of all humans. Sure. Right, and uh, we, were oh, gonna, say, we were going to talk about straight edge, but we and Aaron are going to wax intellectual oh, after uh, smoking a joint. <laughs> Sapiens. The book is called Sapiens. He talks about how one of the greatest innovations in human technology was the uh, the advent of gossip. Yeah, because basically it allowed us to form alliances. Yeah, and it allowed us to like basically you could talk to someone else in the tribe and be like. 
hey, did you see what Bob's doing? He's like really fucking shit up around here. Yeah. It's just like, don't you think? And that you can find out who's on your well, side. That power's and who's consensus, not on your and then also you could be like, hey, Bob. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. all think you're fucking it up. We all so think you're how about fucking up. Bob? Try this. Yeah. So it's it's interesting that like checks and balances, folks. Like there are certain ways that it can be uh, damaging, but there is like positive gossip. Yeah, sure. Like going around and just uh, I had this friend that I did a radio show with for a while, and one thing that she would do is she would always tell. Anyone, like if anyone said anything positive about someone, she would always find that person and tell them that that person said that. Like she would said positive, yeah, she would yeah, spread yeah. positive gossip. Yeah, put it out there. Like she deliberately did. She'd be like, oh, so and so said this. Yeah, I gave you this compliment. Da 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 da. Yeah. That was like part of her mission. Yeah. It's like posy gossip, man. Yeah, man. Anyway, um, we hope you guys who subscribe to us on the Patreon enjoy our. Posy gossip yeah. that we you're about the, you the real MVPs guys yeah man we really appreciate you and we really appreciate you Jay thank Absolutely. you so much I appreciate dude you guys. Happy, yeah. happy to help yeah man excited so, to be here if you want to see more of what we're talking about go to patreon.com slash mfruckus and pledge at any level once and again, thanks to those patreon.com slash mfruckus yeah once once again because all a bunch of people are probably going to listen to this episode not really <laughs> hey you know what it's a bunch of my scope of friends who may not already be subscribers will probably listen to this see that's on the thing gentle interest and that's the thing. That's the important part. That's that's how this whole thing is designed Positive to work. Positive gossip. It's because yeah, exactly. I'm gonna like post this on my Instagram and stuff. So. Dude, I have found. I have, you know, like I'm gonna shout you guys out because I'm an influencer. <laughs> <laughs> hey, y'all, check out what's I'm up. Make famous sure to for doing me nothing. On my channel. I'm famous for taking pictures of myself at the beach. <laughs> Eating I, a shit ton of spaghetti. Yeah. <laughs> I'm famous for having a stupid haircut and stealing other people's memes. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, what was I going to say? I fucking... <laughs> Hills and valleys, right, Gordo? Hills. Hills and valleys. Hills and valleys. Welcome to Hills and Valleys. <laughs> That's going to be the title uh, of this episode. Yeah. So let's um oh yeah I remember what I wanted to do let's go back the lull below let's go back to uh, let's go back to the Midwest because oh, before we Midwest. went on break you were talking about a period of time when you were straight edge you were oh, talking yeah. about a period of time when you were a Christian oh yeah you're talking about growing up in the Midwest yeah and then this is all pre metal pre art pre mm, during uh, during no, nothing is pre anything okay so take things, us take things. us back. Take us back to Wisconsin. Oh, Wisconsin. Uh, you know, uh, where should I start? Yeah, where did you, you grow up? Uh, I grew up in a small town outside of Milwaukee called Germantown, Wisconsin, where there's a law on the books that every new building built has to look like a German chalet, and so the whole town is like a fucking cartoon. <laughs> it's a depressed cartoon. Is it really? Yeah, it's kind of falling apart, but yeah, like the grocery store looks like a chalet, and the Chinese <laughs> restaurant, and the Starbucks, and the I can attest wash. to it. It looks really weird. Yeah. <laughs> Have you been there before, Gordo? Yeah, yeah. We, we rolled through there when uh, we were playing shows. Oh, yeah. Did German you kind of look around and go, what? Yeah. Where the fuck am I? Did you eat at the George Webbs? <laughs> no, no, we didn't. We didn't. <laughs> uh, Gordo gets it. <laughs> George Webbs is a, is a bad Midwestern, like, uh, sit down diner chain. Okay. They're like like big, Cracker Barrel? 
like a small town diner, like a diner diner, like okay. a little tiny diner that makes really shitty cheeseburgers <laughs> and like breakfast all day and they're open 24 hours and they serve really bad coffee. And their big like thing that they put forward is that they have two clocks on the wall next to each other. Like that's like that's <laughs> wow. the Midwest. This is where I. Isn't this it is wacky? so like yo. This is where the like punk rock kids and goth kids hung out in Menominee Falls, the town next door. What's the all, name of the place? The restaurant? George Webb's. So so with all two, the punk with two and B's. goth kids were like, you guys want to go? Down yeah, in the George in the small towns because they're open twenty four hours. Do you guys so, want to go I hung smoke out, cigarettes? I hung out. The... Well, in my town, we hung out at the truck stop. Which okay. is one of two truck stops, but it's the truck stop. And then George Webb's is where we, every Friday morning in high school, like my junior and senior year, we would get up at 3 a.m. and go to George Webb's, and we had the George Webb Breakfast Club. What, what it was, was just a cool, bunch of random kids. What was the cool thing to call George Webb's? Was it, do you want to go Webb's. to the, the Webb's? Webb's? Oh, you guys want to go to Webb's? Well, in, in my town, there go. was like... Here you go. Oh, there's, yep, there's the <laughs> fucking George it's Webb's, like, old. weird short order cook. It's a GW holding with a, with a Pac-Man face with, holding a spatula. And it, and he's got, like, kind of a, like, a buff sailor build. It's pretty <laughs> fucking goofy. Dude, is that is that George W. Bush's spirit <laughs> animal? <laughs> probably, probably. But they built hey, the George Webb's. I'm a Webb's. couple letters with they a bu- spatula. <laughs> Chase burgers, man. I'll Chase. make you a burger, man. Come on down. Tacos rule. <laughs> <laughs> the George Webb's was built later into this shitty old mini mall that fell apart. Okay. And there, it was, like, the only place to skate. Right. And I was a skateboarder. So, like, there was a four-stair right outside George Webb's that had shit run up and a good roll away. And you wouldn't get kicked out, generally, because there was a daycare at the bottom of the stairs, and they were closed most of the time, so you could skate it a lot. And also, Webb's is just, like, in Menominee Falls, it was, like, all the goth kids and, like, some of the punk kids, but mostly we hung out at the Odyssey, another 24-hour spot. And then in Germantown, it was, like, a lot of the punk kids and, like, also, like, theater kids and, like, band kids and just, like... The general like, like kingdom yeah. of, of nerds, mm-hmm. yeah, like, hung out there. That um, yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, so there was George Webb's. That's in Germantown. It also looks like a fucking chalet. Yeah, I was a band kid and a theater kid yeah. and a metal kid and yeah. a punk kid. So we would have hung out at George. Yeah, oh, it would have yeah. been like this, but with bad cheeseburgers and fried eggs. Dude, that's like, <laughs> that's like every, every like teenage social group in yeah. every town across America mm-hmm. has to have like their like you guys want to go to like there's the yeah. place you yeah, hang yeah. there's the place you hang out all day yeah and then there's the place you hang out all night yeah. and, truck- and it's like for us it was during the day it was the Wendy's down the street <laughs> from our house with the smoking yeah, section yeah, yeah. yeah we had Robert's Custard which is which is just outside the George Webb's parking lot. <laughs> right, right. Well, we could we could smoke inside the Wendy's. So oh yeah, we yeah. Would bring like two bucks and get two things. Yeah, and then smoke for. That's seven why we. That's why we'd go night. to the truck stop is because it was twenty four hours. There was a smoking section, and you could buy a dollar twenty nine coffee with infinite refills and sit there for hours. And no one's gonna bother you because you're the damn teenagers. <laughs> well, well, yeah, but like, occasionally the ladies would come out from the kitchen and be like, "Hey, you gotta buy another coffee." Like, right, right. You, right. You've been here for like fucking six hours. Dude, like, really, yeah. what they were saying was get the fuck out of here. But. Yeah, but they're like, we also know you don't have anywhere to go or anything yeah. to do because we you're, would take you're up the rural kids. 
Dude, looking back on that Perkins we used to hang out uh, at at night. Everybody like, had a Perkins. We must have been. It was been, village for us. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dude, we must have been those people's fucking nightmare. That's kind of how the Odyssey was in Menominee Falls. It was like a Perkins, but it was. So basically, it was probably like uh, Pete's Creek Old Town Cafe. Oh, yeah. When that was still there. It was yeah. like that. Dude, it's like. For sure. It's like, can you imagine waiting tables? And like three nights a week, your whole fucking section just gets filled with shitty chain teenagers, smoking teenagers bored, with no money. Bored teenagers who don't like shit. Oh yeah, man! I used to do dude, crazy all shit, my fucking like tables, laminate dude. coins and leave them for tips and shit. Like, dude, all my tables. We would ask for frothy water. Do you know what? Like we, we would take ice water. I like how you almost asked, "Do you know what frothy?" And it's just something. Weird. Do you remember? Yeah. Do you remember frothy water? Yeah, but yeah, I don't think we, <laughs> there, for a period of time. No, but I get it because we it's got not really, a thing. We got, it's not a menu item. No, like, it's not. No, we got into frothy water for for a minute, oh, which I is was way into frothy we, dude, water. Dude, we were man. Those were crazy times when we were getting Aaron, into frothy Aaron water. Aaron sounds like he actually had a problem. <laughs> we would ask for ice water. Yeah. With whipped cream on it. That's fucking disgusting. Dude, it's, it's not only disgusting, <laughs> it's a gross misuse of that of fucking both items. professional's time. <laughs> yeah. Like that person. Uh, and, and all ingredients involved, because whipped cream is delicious, and it's, also water is so you would like beautiful. They basically went, okay, so you want water, and then spit, and then whip. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. They're like, I'm going to fucking yeah. whip up some fucking tranquilizers so that you go home and go to bed, you fucking piece of shit. <laughs> I'm going to send a bill to your parents and make them tip me, you fucking assholes. Teenagers are like the worst people alive. Oh, they're the worst, dude. Can you imagine, dude, as like as someone in the service industry now, if I came into work and there was a bunch of teenagers, like, no. if my whole restaurant was just street, filled with teenagers dude. who like didn't tip and didn't buy anything, I'd be like, hey, you guys got to go. Dude, I have. It's I, I live near. I live near East, and I have off on Wednesdays and Thursdays, which during the school year is like I walk the baby up and down Colfax a lot. You and cross like, the street for dude, teenagers when they're getting out of school and they're all at that fucking Colfax stop right there. I'm like, ah, this is as far as I go. Like, ah, let's fucking go back the other way and go home. Nah, nah, that looks dangerous. I just like, yeah, it's like that John Mulaney joke where they just pick out the worst thing about you, and they're like, ah, oh, you fucking got weird calves. And you're like, fucking what? Oh, dude. Dude, you know How'd what? How'd you know I was weird about that shit? You know what? I my experience has been with teenagers is teenagers don't say shit to me because I look like a fucking old ass man. <laughs> like I look like a grown up. They're like they're like bald spot beard, tons of shitty tattoos. This is like an just this is just like that old, guy. That guy might be really nice or fucking fight me. Yeah, yeah. No, they they just. They don't even want anything to do with me. Like yeah. they're like, ah, look at that boring old piece of shit. Yeah, that like I used to be cool. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, man, <laughs> fucking teenagers. Anyway, uh, so the truck stop. You're yeah, spending most Midwest. of your time. You're spending your most of your time at 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 G Dubs. Sure. Yeah, it was a weird. It was a, a weird stop. time. I wasn't like I, I wasn't readily accepted by any of the subgroups I was a member of. Um, so what what. What? How would you describe yourself before you got into art and before you started getting uh, into art, underground thing, music? The and, art thing starts early. My grandmother was an art teacher at like a small uh, Lutheran church school in Wisconsin. If you don't know, a lot of the the Midwest Wisconsin area is Lutherans because it's a lot of Germans, right, right, um, right, and, and Polacks and shit like that. Um, so my grandma taught art. She used to drag me to every fucking art museum fucking thing ever. I knew who Monet was when I was like four. 
Um, Holy shit. Yeah, dude. It's fucking weird. Who? <laughs> Claude Monet. I know what money is. I'll take all of your money. Um, so, yeah, I was. I spent a lot of time doodling. Doodling, doodling. So, but, but this is before, like, you became, like, rebellious punk rock, like, yeah, Jay. well, is, is that okay. like, there's, like, there's so much to unpack there, Aaron. Right. I, I, I had two major hip surgeries in kindergarten and second grade, and I was out of school a lot. Um, so I was already kind of the like odd man out kind of weird kid. Like you weren't I, around. I, I wasn't. I wasn't around all the time. So you weren't growing up with the kids in your class. I, I was, but I'd see them like intermittently, and I'd be around for like a year, and then I'd be in and out, and then I, you know, disappear right, for right, a while. Right. I was in traction a few times to try to remedy some hip issues um, that I had when I was young. Well, you have no issue being hip now. Yes, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> My kids Except say I've got hip issues. <laughs> I say, hey, kid, I'm hip. I get issues of Hip Magazine. Hip, All right. I only got hip issues in my cassette collection, dude. Um, so, so yeah, some I was, hip issues, man. I was, I was also an only child, and, like, right. then in, like, fifth or sixth grade, I was kind of a latchkey kid, so I just came home by myself and was alone until right. 9, 10 at night. Both my parents were working, so. So you spent a lot of time alone? But I, Yeah, then. But before that, I would go to my mom's cousin's house and his wife would babysit me basically but they i have three cousins who basically were similar to siblings um, right two brothers and a, a stepsister they're whatever they're all from different marriages yeah. they're siblings now right they right, were right. basically my older siblings and so when they weren't beating me up or whooping my ass in mortal Kombat, uh <laughs> i would usually hang out with my cousin steven who was a super good artist like fucking incredible for where he was at. And like I I remember sitting like near his drawing table and like hanging out with him and as long as I was fucking quiet and didn't touch any of his comic books, I could sit while he drew. That was part of the and deal. I, and I had to switch the tapes. <laughs> so it was like I remember seeing like Alice in Chains and like Metallica Ride the Lightning and Master of Puppets like on tape when I was a kid and like turning around and putting that shit in the tape player and hitting go. And just sitting there and like being like, oh, what are you fucking drawing? Fucking cannibal fucking corpses and whatever's awesome. That's fucking cool. And then man. he had um, a death metal band called Beholder, which is one of the most infamous D&D. Yeah. Uh, yeah, dude. Monsters. Beholder's like one of my favorite characters yeah, in Yeah, super cool. They're fucking awesome. Um, and he had a band with one of the founding members of Jungle Rot. Uh, this dude, Kevin Forsyth. Oh, cool. Who recorded my straight edge band way later after high school and stuff. But we reconnected and it was funny because I'd known him since I was like fucking six. Right. Um, and from there, uh, like I went, and, I remember them being like the first concert I went to in a venue. And I, I, I the first music I kind of paid attention to. I mean, really, was Peter Gabriel, but <laughs> awesome. Nir- Nirvana's uh, Nevermind record was like a big one. Yeah, of course. Like that, I remember finding that in like seventh grade, and then getting into Metallica, and then actually getting a good Metallica record, and then. And so, how old are you by this point? Seventh grade is when I kind of started like putting. That sounds about right. Like 
this is what I want to be into. You start like, branching this out is of what I'm into. just the stuff on yeah, the radio yeah, and yeah. start like. Well, and it was a lot of that still because it's the fucking Midwest. And I'm sure Gordo knows from being in Kansas, the fucking rock station is like fucking Pantera and Metallica all goddamn day. Right. We had Metallica, mandatory Metallica Mondays on Laser hey, 103. We had mandatory Metallica too. Fucking yeah. KB, KBPI. KBPI. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Um, so there's that shit. But uh, I also worked at a pet store with my dad. Because my dad builds custom aquariums still. Um, my mom works in the pet industry also. She's in a variety of things with dogs. Um, but I worked in the reptile department with this kid, Eric. What? And he had, like, every heavy metal record. And he was like, oh, you like Metallica? Check this out. Check <laughs> You're this out. You're the guy that works out. in the reptile section at his parents' pet store. Well, my dad worked there. It wasn't his store. But yeah, right, right. No, but, I was but the family business. hanging out with snakes and lizards and listening to fucking Where did you Sepultura. get these records? I got them from a guy. <laughs> I got them from the reptile guy at the store. Uh, dude, we had a totally weirdo metalhead client there too, named La- we called him Larry Leatherhands. <laughs> he was like, he was like the stereotypical like foobar stoner, like half dumb metalhead who oh, just like yeah. had like leather jacket and chaps for no fucking reason. And he was a customer. Yeah, he would just come in and ask weird questions about his snakes, and you'd be like, dude, Larry, get the fuck out of here, man! I got regular customers. You're not buying nothing. He wouldn't like buy anything. He'd buy like food for his snakes, and then oh, he would, he then he would like stand. He would so like he wanted to hang out and talk all the, snakes. All the all the tanks are on are behind this facade on like a rack, and if somebody wants to see something, you go behind the facade mm-hmm. and you pull the tank down. But that's where the boombox is. So he'd always like stand in the section of the tanks where the boombox was because it was always playing loud. So you kind of hear it on the floor, and he'd be like. Who is this? <laughs> is this like Pantera? And you'd be like, dude, just rocking fuck out off. But also, like, you're so, you're so just like into what you're doing. Like, He's just like leaving his house, telling his girlfriend, yeah, to, assuming he has a girlfriend, yeah. telling yeah. his mom. He's on his way. Out. Mom, yeah, I'm gonna yeah, hang exactly. out with my friends. Yeah, in the he's pet on store. his way out of the basement. He's like, I'm gonna hang out with my friends down at the pet shop. <laughs> Basically, now he's Carl from Aqua Teen Hunger Force, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, positive. Like, but with, like, a way cooler record collection. I, I just had to know what he was shopping for there. I needed a little uh, uh, Larry Leatherhead's backstory. Food. You know? Crickets uh, and he mice ha- and he shit. He had snakes, so usually he was trying to buy, like, ra- like frozen rats or some shit. Right, right, right. For one of his... I'm going to go get some rats for my snake, Mom. <laughs> one of his many boa constrictors. Um, That's so I worked great. there. Eric turned me on to a lot of things, uh, and he's effectively kind of the guy who guided my musical interests from then on. Um, and he was kind of like a mentor to me in my teen, in my teenage years. He was kind of the same person who like, he was the first dude I knew that had tattoos. So wait, who was Eric to you? He's a coworker, right? Yeah, Eric, Eric Josie. Yeah. Uh, he worked at the pet store. Yeah. He was, he was basically the dude who was kind of in charge of the reptile department. He wasn't, he's not that much older than me. He's like probably three or four years older. So he, he would ask you questions about metal. And he would just give me albums. Give yeah. Yeah. He like, he would just like tell me bands to check out. Right. And then, then it became like I started working there more often and I got old enough to, you know, get myself to and from work. Right. And his family's super Christian, and I grew up super Christian. So we got on pretty well. Like, he was going to that big, I don't know if you know about it, Cornerstone Festival. It was, like, the big alt-Christian festival. I know about that festival. Yeah, yeah. So it's, like, Christian don't punk bands. Don't ask me how I know about that. <laughs> Wait. Gord, Gordo chooses uh, to remain anonymous. I will admit to my dark past, okay. <laughs> um, or, or your white frilly past. Yeah. So I would, I would give Eric like hundreds of dollars 
when he was going to Cornerstone because what would happen is him and the other dude that worked there would take off to go to Cornerstone, so I couldn't, and I had to work the whole week while they were there. And so I would just be like, cool, I'm going to make extra money from working a fuck ton. Here's like two, three hundred dollars just and he would just bring me gangs of fucking CDs, posters, stickers from like hardcore bands, punk bands, ska bands, fucking whatever. Really? That were that were out there playing Cornerstone. Yeah. And that in conjunction with like being a skateboarder. And I I don't know when that started. I just kind of always remember being into skateboarding, like from the time I can remember. Um, but like Thrasher magazine, I would like find stuff and then me and him would kind of trade music back and forth. Well, hold on a second. So most of the, what we would call like alternative music include to include punk and metal and sky and everything else. Like we'll just use the umbrella term for whatever it's worth. I know I'll, you know, not genre specifying. I I know what you're talking about, Uh, but you know what I'm talking about. It, It, the first your first introduction to those styles of music was the Christian version of those styles of music. Kind of. Kind of? I, or was there a was, mix of bands playing at Cornerstone? There, no, Cornerstone's all Christian, but like this is a little later. Like it's it's more like eighth, ninth grade when when I was around some people. Like I listened to like Metallica and Nirvana and Pantera and White Zombie right. for like a year or two, and then I started being around other people who were like, oh, if you're into this, check this out. Right. Um, and it was like one, like big notables are like Sepultura was a band I got into really early. Right. Yes. Um, yeah, Sepultura fucking rips. Um, everything up till Max Cavalera left the band is fucking yes. incredible. Nail, yeah. Nail bomb rules. Fucking. Yes. Have you listened? Uh, so Gordo. Gordo. Yes. You're speaking my language. Gordo, have you listened to the band Nails? No. You should check out the band Nails, but most notably, they just released a two-song single, and one track is with Max Cavalera, and it fucking rules. Looking it's it up. fucking awesome. We can play that at the end of the episode for the song, right? I got to see, I got to see Sepultura when we were in... Um, or what they're calling Sepultura. Yeah, yeah. When we were in, it wasn't Berlin. Where were we? It was. Um, I don't remember. Oh my God! It was. God, we ended up playing. It was in Germany somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's still awesome. Fucking. Well, I've we, never seen Sepultura. We ended up seeing them with Nuclear Assault and um, and Biohazard. <laughs> oh, that rips. Oh, was that that was was that part of the New Titans on the Block? tour there was the clash of the titans and they named their tour uh new New titans Titans on the the block block. no nuclear assault is not a new titan (laughs) no (laughs) neither is biohazard i got i got sick of it all but they were on the bill too sick of it so okay sick of it all is another huge notable yeah 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 the first big con like punk show i went to was warp tour in 1997 dude i went to that same one i got knocked dude i i got not okay when we had it, we had it at Folsom Field in fucking Boulder, dude. That's crazy. Like, and uh, sick of it rave. all. The Vandals. Yeah, I saw. Uh, I saw Mighty the Mighty Vandals. Right. Uh, dude, oh, these are all the bands I saw. Yeah, we went. To, uh, we saw them on the also, same tour. Also, Limp Bizkit before they had a record out at all. Really? And if I can reiterate, Fred Durst is a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> you can. You can always reiterate that. Yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. And anybody. I don't think you're gonna surprise him here, honey. Turn it up. Did you hear this? <laughs> they're talking about Fred Durst, and they're saying he's. Oh my God. Did but you yeah, hear this? Yo, I'll, is a I'll also, while I'm admitting to like my Christian past, admit that first Limp Bizkit record, it was like, 
one of my favorite records. Hey, man. Like, super hard. Dude, I I legit (laughs) got happy last night that it's cool to like Sublime again. I can't commiserate. Hey, I I do know all the words to what I got because it was on an X Games sampler that I got. If you want to listen to it by yourself, that's cool. And if you enjoy it, that's fine. (laughs) But if you go to a bar with a lot of people and put in like $8 worth Uh, of Sublime songs, I'm skipping every single one of them. That's the type of shit. We're not hanging out. That's the type of shit I do when I go to like One Up Colfax. I put like $30 in the machine and it's just like fucking Nookie on repeat. And I'm just like, fuck all you people. And like Katy Perry, because I love that shit. I'll I'll admit to that. We too. used Katy to do, Perry, Lady Gaga. We used to do up? it with oh, yeah. the thought when Absolutely, I worked. Absolutely, dude. Dude, Kesha, fucking love all that shit. Oh, what, dude, what shit's the, tight. Have, have you heard Lizzo? The no. New, the new gal that's out. No. She writes some catchy shit. And it's I'm, all I'm about into being it. A, the new Carly Rae Jepsen record she's all is about actually being a sassy, also pretty good. Strong lady. I'm into I, it. I support it. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. What's it called? Lizzo? Lizzo. I'll check it out. We. Uh, I have a, a a wife that listens to pop music oh, a lot. So. Yes. Now, it, for my money, yes, I don't please. think there's anything better than the classic divas. <laughs> I, I like to... Um, Madonna's during, one of my dude, during clothes, hands-down favorites. One of, two of my, my favorite closer playlist is Madonna, yeah. uh, Like a Prayer. Yeah. Whitney Dude, Houston, uh, I Want to Dance with Somebody Who Loves Me. That's a good one. Um, Paula Abdul, yes. Straight Up Now Tell Me. Yeah, uh, what's uh, what's uh, the other Paula Abdul song? Uh, Opposites Attract is yeah. a great one. Uh, Janet Jackson, If. Yes. Which is a yes. fucking dope song. Um, yes. Bonnie Tyler, Holding Ooh. Out for a Hero. Okay. <laughs> Dude. Holding yeah. Out for a Hero. Just one. <laughs> I need a hero. Yeah. I need a hero. What I'm cracking up about over here is like I've known Jay for a long time, and every time like I hang out with him, I wish I had like a piece of paper Uh. and pen because he just drops. Have you heard these guys? (laughs) (laughs) And it's not in a bad way. Like he just like lets me know about cool music that I don't know about. That's true. All I had to give you was Lizzo. (laughs) (laughs) You ever heard Lizzo? Yeah, I am now following them both on Spotify. Yo, it's... She fucking rips, bro. It's it's all fucking... It's all music and it's all enjoyable. It's true. You do know know all the bands. I just listen to... You were well-versed in music. I I don't like feeling stagnated. Like, it's a big part of everything. Like... Well, I don't like injunctions being placed on my enjoyment. Yeah. You know, anytime anytime I hear somebody that's just like ragging somebody for a band they like or a yeah. movie they like or like tearing apart a TV show like we saw recently. Yeah. Fucking <laughs> like I dude, to me it's just like wow, it must be exhausting to have such fucking high standards on for everything. enjoyment like Dude, it might, I mean, me, I enjoy a lot of shit. Yeah. It, 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 there's there, so much cool stuff. What do you got to be bummed about? Dude, there's it's a some. Of taste after all. Yeah. There is, uh, I saw in this Wisecrack video I was watching the other night where they were, they were, <laughs> they were ripping apart the fucking. <laughs> that was it, such a dad thing to say. They, I was watching I was this, watching wise, this Wisecrack video the other night. No, Wisecrack is the name of the channel. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was Beautiful. watching this goddamn Wisecrack video. <laughs> hey, your Wisecrack brother. I was drinking it. a sarsaparilla. <laughs> I was watching this Wisecrack video. Um, they do like I back them on Patreon. They do uh, deep dives, uh, cool. deep like philosophical dives into different media. It's awesome. It's my favorite channel. And um, they were t- 
they are really unhappy, as many people are, about the Game of Thrones ending, the final season of Game of Thrones. Just it's, like it's a letdown, and it was lazy. Yeah, you're not even there yet. The, the, right? No, I finished it. You yeah, finished it? Finished okay, it. way to go. Um, Does but, that mean we can talk about it? Now? Yeah, we can totally talk right, about it. Go. But one of the things they showed up. is they showed a chart of IMDb ratings across the lifespan of a show uh -huh. to demonstrate how people felt about the show at sure. different stages in sure. it. And they have all these correlations that are just like Dexter had a huge drop off. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, Lost had a huge drop off. Yeah. Then you look at shows like Parks and Rec where it just like stays pretty consistent and yeah. and shows like The Office where it actually went way up after the show finally ended. Um, the Office is the most popular it's ever been on IMDb. Wow. But most you look at probably haven't seen the original. You look at Game of Thrones and it drops off so hard yeah. that the only show that has a more substantial drop-off is House of Cards after Kevin Spacey got busted. Damn. Whoa. Now, for grabbing dudes' dicks. In all fairness, the Game of Thrones drop <laughs> Thanks. is... Thanks for letting us know. <laughs> <laughs> the Game of Thrones no drop is... The Game of Thrones <laughs> drop is nowhere near what the House of Cards one is. Yeah. Nowhere near it. Yeah. But it is... It is a distant second. Yeah, yeah. Like people are so mad about the way that show ended. But and what the would truth you? Is, dude, what would you rate it? Like you know, dude, zero out of ten. You what know what? The last season. There were things that I didn't like, but fucking dude. I mean, they had to end the show. I'm. You yeah. know, there's. I'm there's, with you, but with like that, with such a budget to 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 act like you spent it all on special effects and you couldn't fucking write things better is fucking lazy. What were they in a, in a, in What a, were they going to do? In a creative sense it's lazy. Look, you spent fucking what? you spent 8 seasons developing characters Dude, and making people fall in love. But yo, it's not just that like we ended things so fast. We ended they ended everything too fast. There is a reason for that. Eh. And that reason is that the way people consume media has changed. The way people consume media now is we have become yeah, is almost that why it's entirely such a drop off. The that we have be no, it's because you used to have to watch network television and 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 you had limited options for programming. You had to go home and watch your TV, or you had to go to yeah. the movies and watch a movie. In like ancient Rome, you had to schlep your ass all the way out to a fucking giant arena and Oy. like like you better see something that has a beginning, a middle, and an end. Yeah. Because we consume media the way that we do now, we have become fully engaged with medium. We sure. are all about the middle of the story. We're all about playing the video games that are nonstop world building and nonstop character development. We're mm. all about shows that are nonstop character building and nonstop world building. And Game of Thrones is so much of that. And they had to end it in some way. They had to put an end to the intellectual property because of not wanting to keep going on something that uh, George R.R. R. Martin didn't write. Yeah. You know, they had to end it. I don't. I, I, I still don't buy it as a dude, good piece of writing. I wasn't wild about it. No. But if the eighth, 
season of Game of Thrones came out 20 years ago, it would have blown people's mind and probably been banned from television. Yeah, but it is that, like that's cultural context, but there's also the cultural context that it didn't come out 20 years ago. But dude, here's the thing. We have be- also we have we have gotten to this point where we just we are so spoiled by the the wealth of information out there that we have a like a poverty of that's fair. We have a poverty of um, suspension of disbelief. We yeah. can't just enjoy a show for being a good story. Well, no, well, that's I think that's the letdown though. Is like. I wanted the last season to continue being a good story, but also end. And I don't feel like the story was as well written. In all fairness, I didn't like the way it ended. I I am but it super didn't... psyched on Bran as the fucking king. I'm super psyched on everything that happened. Like obviously, the storylines went the way they needed to go. I'm not pissed. John fucking got banished or killed. Fucking what's her face I... for being a lunatic. Like, I think it got pasted shit, in a little bit. Yeah, it, it was phoned in. It's like when you watch a comedian who's like practicing or trying out bits. Or when you make you... a video with Billy Ray Cyrus. <laughs> <laughs> Continue, oh, what are you saying? Uh, Continue. Uh, oh, boy. I don't even want to know because I haven't yes. watched it. Continue. Um, Continue. It's just like you're, you're wa- or like even with bands. Like you're watching a band and you're like, you're not even enjoying this. You're phoning it in super hard. See, I don't know. I didn't, and that's that's how that season Have you watched the behind the scenes documentary about it? The, not the, the last way. watch? I, I watched... I watched all the stuff that was on HBO, unless there was something that came out after the final episode. It really didn't seem to me like a group of people who were phoning it in. Okay. I thought that they, I thought that they truly felt that they were making good art, and and I think that the entire series is a remarkable achievement. And I agree with that. And just because. The uh, I don't think the way it ended diminishes its legacy as the biggest thing ever. Like that was the biggest I'll, piece of media. I'll say it like ever. this: I think the last season of Game of Thrones is their black album. <laughs> it's not a bad Boom. record. That is so well put. It's not yeah. a ba- it's not a bad record. It's a well written record, but it's the end. It's done. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, it, yeah There's yeah, nothing yeah. good is coming after this. That, it, that, that, it's the it's like Axl Rose said about the spaghetti incident, or no, not the spaghetti incident. He said about. Um, their cover of uh, Sympathy for the Devil mm-hmm. in uh, Interview with the Vampire. He said, if you listen to that album, that is the sound of a band breaking up. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, like the, the the final season of Game of Thrones was that. You're like watching it and you're like, yeah, this is all right, but I, yeah, I'm done. This is this is a bunch of writers and directors painted into a corner. I'm, I'm worried any of the spinoffs are going to just be load. Like, um, <laughs> sane anger, like fucking yeah. ugh. Oh god. So, so back to what we were talking about before, and I'll bring it back around. Black album's the first Metallica album I got, and I listened to that, and it was great. And then I got fucking Ride the Lightning. Good recovery. Ride the Lightning is what like open. That's my like eyes. opened your eyes. Trapped under moment. ice is one of the best Metallica songs ever put to fucking record anywhere. And they're I such an amazing band. We'll put it on and then fight you about how it's the best song ever. <laughs> um. Yeah, recovery. Yeah, um, nice. yeah good so recovery. So we went there. Very uh, well done. I, I grew up in church. I had no idea that there were, like, fanatical Christians until I was 
way older because Lutherans so, are pretty fucking chill. They're, pretty they're like, come in here and shake hands nah. and we'll give your grandpa some coffee and go talk about God in that classroom yeah, with Luth- your friends. Yeah, Lutherans are pretty mellow. They're pretty mellow. My, they're like, my wear, wear some nice-ish clothes, show up, fucking shake hands, they're drink a coffee, eat a donut. No, yeah, yeah. they're they're like if you're here, you're here. If you're not, you're not. At they, least in the church I went to, they don't they don't sigh, they don't like, they don't scream and and hold picket signs outside of people's funerals. No, and yeah, they not don't, generally. They don't do any like they're not particularly hateful people. No. They just let out more like sighs of disappointment. My, my my grandfather was a Lutheran. He was one of the nicest people I ever met, and I learned pretty much all yeah. of the things about how to be a human being from him and my dad. And he was the person who taught me, like, treat people, yeah, treat, treat people other right. people how you want to be treated. Like, right. treat everybody like you don't know what's happening in their life and fucking they could be having a bad day. So, you know, there's there's virtues of that upbringing for sure. So are you still a Christian? No. Would you consider no, yourself to be? No, absolutely not. I, 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 when would a, you say that changed? Ag- agnostic at best at this point. Um, I walked the line for a while. I worked in a church. I had a Christian girlfriend, and, like, I was starting to lean out of it when I was probably, like, heavily lean out of it when I was 18 or 19. And then I met my ex-wife, and her family was Christian, and it was just easier to fucking throw my hat back Just go along with it. Yeah, yeah. And I worked with a youth ministry in there, too, because I wanted to help kids who were like me in Wisconsin and had no fucking encouragement to do the things they were into ride skateboards and make art and shit like that so did, um, did something happen that made you think it was necessarily important to distance yourself from that world i mean a variety of things i just it, it, the youth, it the youth ministry thing was big and and it was it was me disagreeing with the dudes who were running it about how they were running it because it was never consistent these kids never had anything to depend on like weekly and I was kind of like getting pissed and voicing some concerns and they were kind of fucking with me. And, uh, there was some kids that were like, yo, like this is cool and all, but like my life's still fucked up. Right. Like reading these Bible verses isn't making shit better. And they basically, their answer was like, you're not praying hard enough. And I was like, that's fucking ridiculous. Right. You can't tell a, a confused hormonal, emotional, fucking child human that they're not fucking praying to an invisible man hard enough and that's why their life sucks like right. that's fucked so i stepped away from that yeah you're leaving you're <laughs> leaving out a whole lot yeah you're and and like that where's the fucking connection for that like you're not helping you're hindering at that point and right so how are you uh how old are you at this point uh that was a little later probably it was after i met my ex-wife and was kind of like doing that dance, how old were you when you got married again uh, i got married when i was 24 Oh wow, young. Yeah, I got divorced when I was twenty five. So <laughs> Oh wow. Um So but this is all still in Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm my ex wife is from Chicago and I moved down there after we dated for a while. Um and lived in Chicago for four years, three and a half, four years. Did school down there and how long have you been here then? I've been here it'll be ten years in November, I think. So I so, got here in 2010. So then, when Thanksgiving 2010, were you doing were you doing art professionally at uh, when you were married? Um, like, were you doing I mean, were you were you doing what you're doing now? Where you're like I had drawing some, stuff had and doing shows, shows and shit. You had you were doing I, shows we were, and things uh, like that. The thing is, is like me and a bunch of kids at my level who were 
peers and coworkers and stuff were putting on apartment art shows in Chicago in 2009, 2008. I mean, that's still, I mean. Yeah, like we were doing our own thing and I was trying to, I did some t-shirts for some bands that they printed at like screen printing workshops where they were like learning how to be self-sustaining bands. Right. Um, and I did some of that stuff. Um, while I was there and a lot of it was, I was in college. I, I, so I, I flunked out of art school when I was 18. I did the, the typical graduate high school, go to college. Mom wanted you to fucking do that. Right. I had the opportunity. You can study art if you want to. I had the opportunity to jump into a famous Midwestern hardcore band. My first show with them would be Hellfest in like fucking 2002. And my mom was like, I fucking already paid the bill for college. If you fuck this up, I'm going to fucking kill you. What band? Uh, They were, well, they, most people would know them as Misery Signals these days. Uh, They were called Seven Angels, Seven Plagues. Huh. Um, I had a, I had a like hardcore band in high school. How long has it been since you've, you've been in a band? Cause not a lot of people know this, but you are a brilliant vocalist. <laughs> um, so I started singing in bands in high school, my junior, senior year. And then I was pretty much in bands all the way through till I moved to Chicago in 2007, I think late 2006, early 2007, um, I think that was the last time I was in a band until I had a little project with a couple people here right up until the baby was born, pretty much. But and, it was, and all, that's it, it was really? only six months Dude, old. Dude, because you can sing your ass off. Like, I've always said I that, never, like... I never sang, like, clean sang for a band. I did a uh, competitive chorus in middle school. So, so... We we in our band we don't Local really music man uh, I didn't I didn't want to be in band and the general music class was full and so the overflow all got put in chorus and I really right. fucking liked it yeah vocal and music was really really cool for me in yeah man too. it was yeah. fucking rad I used to do solo ensemble competitions in uh, seventh and eighth grade I, I liked chorus and the one of the only extracurriculars I did in middle school was boys chorus which was have I ever told you about the rule we used to have in our band like we've we've more or less abandoned it now only. Only, only frothy waters before me. <laughs> no, so one of the one of the things that we decided in the band like several years ago is we were like, if an opportunity comes up that is so good that we can't pass it up, and someone can't do it, yeah, we need to basically that person is responsible for their sub uh-huh. or whatever, right? And we abandoned that. Like we, we oh yeah, you did tell me this. So we we kind of don't do that anymore yeah, yeah. because we realized that us together is is crucial the way it should be. And it would yeah, be. I agree. Yeah. And so, but but that was something. And having that philosophy did help us take advantage of some opportunities that yeah, we would yeah. have otherwise missed. But I think what we do now is is important. Yeah. yeah. But everyone in the band had their kind of ideas for subs. Yeah. And Tony was always the one who was like, but if if you can't go, you're the only one where if if you can't go, we don't go. And I go, mm. no, I know who I would want as my sub. <sighs> and it's Jay Party Lord. <laughs> like I and the only time I've heard you sing was we were at a bar with a bunch of it's, Turbo Yugen pals yeah, jamming to the jukebox. It's the one around the corner from uh uh, what is it, Moe's Barbecue? Yeah, by the, by the Gothic. And we were we were just uh, hanging one of my favorite bars, yeah, a little spot around the corner. 
I can't remember what it's called. It's, it's got, right like, lawn at, chairs in the pool room. Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> it's, like, it's big as a fucking hallway, dude. Yeah, we were it, singing Jim Croce. Yeah, dude, and we were singing at the top of our lungs yeah, and at yeah. the time of our life, and I was just, like, and I went to Logan, and I was, like, dude, fucking that guy can <laughs> fucking sing, man. Like I like I. I don't have near the range you have. I don't know about that. <laughs> see, I used to hear it all the time. Shout. Yeah, yeah. When so, we worked at Benny Blanco's, so I was see. I think you do, screaming I, my dumb head off all the time. I think you do have the range, man. I think that's actually something. What at what point did you leave the Midwest? Leave marriage? Leave that life? Leave Christianity? Like what happened between there? And becoming Jay Party Lord and working okay. with Logan at fucking Benny Blanco. Sure. I'll, I'll try to do the abridged version since I don't know how much time everybody's got. <laughs> um, I, my ex-wife left. She went back to Florida. I'm not going to get too much into it because there's bad things I could say. There's good things I could say. Yeah. It, um, anyways, I finished up school in Chicago. I was kind of over being in the Midwest. Um, I was thinking about Portland. I was kind of dating somebody out here who is now my long-term girlfriend and my child's mother. Um, I came out here instead of Portland because it seemed like that was going to wash out. Like a lot of people were like, oh, I'm going to go to Portland. I just didn't want to be in Chicago because I worked for Starbucks. I didn't want to get caught up working a fucking job that I didn't want to do and fucking wanted to kill myself every day. Right, right, I'm not doing anything creative. Um, so I bailed out of Chicago. I moved home for a few months to save money. My parents were like on the brink of divorce. They're both happily remarried now. Um, and so that was like not a place I wanted to hang out. Right. Either. And I came out here a few times, visited. I enjoyed it. It was before the weed boom. It was before shit got crazy with rent and putting buildings in front of the mountains. Um, right. And it was cool. I came out here. It was mellow. It seemed like it had like a, a chill, like up and coming art scene that was still like kind of coalescing a little bit or at least now that i'm here i understand it ebbs and flows a little bit right um, and it was kind of just in a an ebb um i came out here uh me and my girlfriend sarah ha- had some rough stuff i lived in my car for a little bit did it you know found some other places and uh i, I worked as a screen printer when i got out here I, I interviewed for some jobs on a visit both of them called me back um and I worked in Castle Rock for uh, airship printing for a long time before they shut down. Um, and I was a, a high-level, apparently, screen printer in Colorado. Airship was one of the larger shops. We handled, like, Vision Streetwear and stuff. Towards oh, the no shit. Towards, towards the end of my time there, Vision was trying to rebrand and revamp their stuff. And that was a lot of the stuff I was doing right before so I left. So are you, are you plugged into the art scene by this point? Uh, yeah, I was hanging out at Hooked on Colfax and I met, uh, Paul who was wizard bong for a long time. He's got right. two beautiful children now. So he kind of stepped back from that. He part was wizard f- bong and now he's yeah, got two yeah. children. And now he's bong farts on Instagram, I think. Yeah. Our, um, our friend Dick cheese grater went and joined the seminary, <laughs> <laughs> but he had some kids and stepped back, but we, we started kind of writing graffiti together a little bit. Um, I don't get too much into that, and then we just started working on art a lot together. I would hang out there and help him close the shop. So is that draw. when is that when we started seeing like? Because I I think I remember some of the first time I saw your name was the little stickers with Jay Party Lord probably tagged up so, around town. So me and him had an idea together, and it really like I can't I commandeered the identity 
and we've had a tumultuous friendship where we you know like you know being in a band is like dating four fucking people yeah you have that you don't times. get to fuck yeah no you, matter you, you how have... hard you try a <laughs> <laughs> little bit of cuddling maybe a digit or two light here. cuddling light digit play emotional um, support <laughs> definitely that maybe a hand brush on the nape of your neck yeah <laughs> before chicago i was in a bunch of straight edge bands we toured a little bit i was signed to seventh dagger records in a band called eyes to the sky find them on spotify not my best work you you were in a straight edge hardcore band for sure i was you straight, straight edge, edge for nine years were you like what yeah nine and a half like militant straight edge oh yeah really oh, I was a fucking dick tell me about that a little bit i don't want to <laughs> that's a dark chapter uh, huh? no it was fine i was just a fucking piece of shit i mean you grow up in fucking hardcore dancing you grow up in people you, up yeah yeah for okay. sure i used to wear a fucking mouth guard into the pit all the time oh man yeah man uh growing up in the midwest and just being around fucking people who are like constantly battling alcoholism and acting like it's not a problem is oh like, yeah rough and yeah like it, it makes you like when you're rebelling, you're just finding whatever it is in your experience. To yeah, rebel if you want, against. if you want to rebel against fucking yeah. the midwestern working class yeah. values, yeah. go out and fucking yeah, yeah. get well, sober and, it's, and, and it's do like, something with your life. When you're when you're in high school, it's like all those dudes playing football calling you a faggot that are like you're like fuck this and fuck, fuck these everything we stand for, fuck the stupid middle class bullshit like right. working class nonsense. And like now, I don't believe that, but it. it it but it's just, understandable it was, why it was you would the thing at that time. to be against, and like also like being a Christian was like kind of like. Well, I'm sure drugs, was... drugs didn't make sense to the equation, and then also my dad smokes weed, or he did then, whatever, because I don't care anymore, and I smoke tons of weed. But then it was like you're also in the throes of being a teenager, rebelling and, against and your and dad. Your, your parents are your fucking right. authority figures, and that's all right. you want to do is fucking not be a part of that scenario. So it was You're too like, cool, Dad. Yeah, right. <laughs> and it makes me sick. Thanks for showing me CCR, but fuck you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So I was a dickhead. And, yeah, I don't know. It was just like being around the punk rock scene and stuff like that and just seeing, you know, like I got I got friends dead from heroin when I was like 17. Right. You know, like you see that shit and you just don't want to be a part of it. And it's right. like you don't understand that there's gray values between like fucking knocking cigarettes out of people's hands and punching people in the face and also like addiction. Right. You know, right. But I mean, you between. were tipping all the way over to that extreme. Yeah. Like, yeah. For you know, sure. And it was making sense to my life. And like, it makes sense to your development at that time. For sure. You know what I for mean? sure. And nine and, years though. Wow. That's a long, and, and that like, was a major part of your identity. Like everything else that was a major part of my identity that I let go of. It was just when it stopped working, you have to be honest with yourself and look at what's really happening and be like, is this really in the name of me being a better person anymore? Am I've never known you to be violent. Hanging on to like that's what's that's what's beliefs. hard for me to get around. Is I've I never known you to be violent. I don't like fighting. I will fight you, right? But I don't like it. Like, right. I don't wanna. I'd rather you just fucking chill out. So I mean, it like kind of shithead I hit with the bat at Benny's. It, it, <laughs> Logan was there. We're almost to that. <laughs> okay, so you move out to Denver. You needed yeah, yeah. a change. It sounds like. Yeah, yeah. You you needed you know change of scenery. Yeah. Needed a change of self. Yeah, and the weather seemed good out here. So weather is good. You know, it yeah. doesn't snow a million miles every fucking winter, and so, it's not cold for eight months. So you were just about to talk about the the name. Oh yeah, Jay yeah, yeah. Party Love. yeah, yeah. So me and Paul. Wizard Bong. Yeah, Wizard Bong Paul. We were putting, I don't know, we were just putting ideas together and we were trying to do 
something, anything, a clothing company, a something company, something that would be cool that we could do together. The something company. Yeah, yeah, basically. And it, it went through it went through a variety of incarnations, and I was also pretty heavily into black metal at the time. And I was trying to find something that was like a little bit black metal, but also I was really into Andrew WK at the time. And I was like, this dude knows what's up. It's like positive fucking vibes. And he's like pretty just rad. having a good time. And he's a sweet dude. And yeah, like he's pretty rad. Those things crossing over and like I was trying to find something that wasn't like, I'm going to start a clothing company because every dickhead does that shit. Right. They're just like, I'm going to make T-shirts. Yeah, nobody's going to buy them because your ideas aren't that good. <laughs> and a lot of mine in the beginning for the koozie company weren't either, but it had a couple a couple different names originally. And I was riding my bike one day and I was just like Party Lord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before yeah. that it was called Dark Party and then it was Stab and Twist Incorporated, I think. Uh one of which was Paul's name. So so it started as you were you were It started as an idea that I was we were gonna make collapsible beer koozies. We weren't going to do shirts. We weren't going to do shit else. We were going to do collapsible beer koozies with our dumb fucking ideas on them. And that's the name we came up with. Which, that's kind of where your name started getting circulated around Denver, right? Yeah. Which, which now with Instagram and Etsy, you can totally start a yeah. successful clothing company yeah. just from your stupid art. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's a dream a lot of people are realizing. Yeah, yeah. And it, and it ebbs and flows on its own now. It's like a whole other scenario. Um, and then, okay, so I'm trying to figure out how to frame this so we can get into our connection. Um, I just started printing shit after work. I, I would just stay late and be like, hey, can I toss you a couple bucks and make screens and fucking buy my own. Oh, right, because you're still at my the screen printing company shit. at yeah, this yeah. point. Yeah. Um, and so I would stay late at work, like every night, just make, just we'd come up with ideas. Just on the, mash it on your one color stuff. Yeah, and I'd just fucking print koozies. And we're we're kind of in the process of trying to come up with something, you yeah. and I. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. we're going we're gonna to do a new hat for the show yeah. at Lost Lake. Yeah. I think we're going to do a shirt. And so... Well, Eventually, we're, we're gonna do a sh- we're, we're gonna do a shirt too. Yeah, yeah. Like we've got a shirt design, but we need the to, hat'll be quick and simple. We, we can, need we, we need to come up. With, so cool that I I really wanted to see that because I know that's your wheelhouse from years yeah, and yeah, years yeah. of doing that. Yeah. So how do you end up working with Logan at Benny Blanca? So I'm printing a lot of stuff late, and then me and Paul he had an apartment on. Um, 12th and Logan ish somewhere. It was, a, it was a basement job, a little garden garden apartment. Mm-hmm. It had walls around all the water heaters for the rest of the apartments in the building. <laughs> and it had one of those fucking coffin showers that you just buy and fucking drop in your bathroom. It's oh, like yeah, a yeah. Fucking yeah. like weird wall. <laughs> um, so we started burning screens in his bathroom and making screens there. And then we were printing there. And then we started picking up orders. And when we were working late, the only place that's open to get food late when you're fucking smoking weed in a basement and inhaling fucking screen printing ink is Benny Blanco's. Is Benny Blanco's. We would walk around the corner and we usually were both broke as fuck. And like, if you don't have money to tip, you don't have money to eat out. So we just take koozies and drop them in the tip jar. You just take a handful of koozies and like, ah, these dudes party. Fucking here you go. A couple bucks that you can scrounge up and a couple koozies and some stickers and toss them in the tip jar. Right, right, and, right, right. And tipping, you know. 
a, a kitchen full of wasted dudes. Yeah. Beer koozies. It's yeah. like, oh, hell yeah, bro. Yeah. These yeah. are cool. You draw these? <clears throat> yeah, put yeah. stickers on the door and the sneeze guard and fucking. I, I think the first one I got from you, I think I still have. It's it's brown and had like a bag on it and it just said like, keep, keep Denver, Denver shitty. shitty. Yeah. <laughs> I've been thinking about reissuing that koozie for a while. It's got a tall boy on one side. I just used it like yeah. two or three weeks ago. It's one of my favorites. They were brown with gold ink, the yep. original ones. And then the second version was brown. Like it was gold flake ink. What was yeah. the illustration on it? It's like, it's a can in a fucking brown bag. It's a tall can in a brown bag. That's really cool. I think that says like Colfax on it or some shit or 303 <laughs> And then on the back, it just says "Keep Denver Shitty" because it was like when they were making those "Keep Portland Weird" shirts. Right, right, and right. I was like, yeah, yeah, keep Denver shitty. Like, That's cool. So we kept we kept getting all these koozies, and yeah, like everybody around the shop had them, and it's just like, mm. who the fuck are these dudes mm. that mm-hmm. keep mm. giving us koozies? Two slices of bacon and jalapeno every night. That's my favorite. That's um, cool, man. Yeah, so we drop stuff off, and then I just got worn the fuck out. On screen printing, like it's hard to fucking deal with. Like you got out of the koozie biz altogether. No, no, no. I I got sick of working in a for pro- a company in a production facility, right. doing like high volume screen printing because people can just pay you money and you move them up in the fucking queue. And like people don't appreciate that and they don't understand like what screen printing is and they're just like I want like fucking turn I, want, I gave you the order this morning where are my shirts and right like, right yeah, right man do you understand what registering like a fucking eight color job is like no yeah they're you like don't. just run it just through the printer good it all runs itself you just press buttons right yeah yeah yeah, yeah because people don't understand shit um, and that 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 started to wear on me and I just like put on Facebook like anybody is anyone looking for fucking people is anybody hiring give me any lead mm-hmm. I'm gonna start looking now because I figured a couple months before I could find something that I could reasonably leave and Logan we had become friends on Facebook Really? Was it me? Yeah, 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 yeah. You you responded to it. You responded to it, and you were like, "Oh, you ever you ever cooked before?" And I was like, "I mean, I worked for a catering company when I was thirteen, but I can learn anything." You ever worked in a kitchen before? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Have you ever worked yeah, in a kitchen? That's how I typed <laughs> drunk and high on cocaine. Yeah, and then you and then you go to Benny Blanco's. You ever worked in a kitchen? Yeah. Have so you ever nothing in common with regular cooks? In, have you ever worked in a hallway before? Yeah, you ever worked in a fucking super hot hallway <laughs> with fucking four other chubby dudes who are drunk as you are? Have you ever been high on cocaine and put a pizza in the oven at two in the morning? <laughs> no, never. Why? <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah, Logan hooked it up. He I, did, fucking, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah you, I forgot you, about that. You you asked cuz you were looking for somebody and I was oh, like, okay. "Cool." I I came in, I did like a a training shift or some shit and for people who don't know, Benny Blanco's is like the pizza equivalent of the Wiener's Circle. Yeah, fuck here yeah, in is. Denver. Oh, it, yeah, it, it was. I mean, it's, it's still, not anymore. It's still got some. It's like, got. Some, I mean, Brent's still there. It's still rough around the edges. Brent, One of my like, favorite Brent, things. Still there. I'm, I'm sure if you go in there acting a fool, they're gonna. You, oh, you know who's door. back there? Oh no, Pickle. Pickles back there. Yeah, I was gonna ask you about Pickle. He's moving out of state soon, but he's back at Benny's. Can we have you back? Oh yeah, let's bring Pickle. Yeah, and get oh, Pickle before yeah. he leaves. I fucking love and pickle. pickle. Just yeah, because yeah. 
Jay's always been one of my favorite dudes, but these two guys together, oh, it's Pickles, my fucking, fucking hilarious. Pickles so. a good dude, man. I think He's we might very, need to, I Pickles, think very sweet guy. I think Pickles might, my strange brew partner. Yeah, I think we might need to bump somebody and get these. Two <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, totally. I'd love to do a podcast with Pickle. That's like my favorite human. So He's pretty great. So yeah. how? So since. So yeah, uh, uh, yeah one, first of all, one of my favorite things in the world to do at that time was to read the Yelp reviews for Benny Blancos. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that shit always was pretty fucking good. great because it was always just like, "What a bunch of drunk, mean assholes!" I came in yeah. to get a slice of pizza and they fucking yelled at me yeah. and called me this, and I was like, I would be like, "That was Biscuit, that was Logan, yeah. that was fucking Nate," you know? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah man. <laughs> I slipped and fell. So, I'm going to tell this story. Fuck you. <laughs> One ahead. night, Logan got too drunk and threw up outside of the shop. Woo! <laughs> and he was so drunk, he couldn't help close the shop. And his 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 solve for puking in front of the shop was to kind of half-ass throw some water on it from a bucket out front. <laughs> and he missed, oh, like, most of it. <laughs> But he got it all over the sidewalk, and when we finally closed the shop, I came outside and I slipped in the water and <laughs> fell in his puke. <laughs> yeah, buddy. And I was like, God damn it. I got you that job. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah, I know. Thanks. Wow. Yeah, you almost got me You got me subpoenaed to court, too. <laughs> Shit. Subpoenaed to court for what? Uh, the one night that big motherfucker came in and parked, punched Parker's girlfriend in the head. What? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and you got him in the fucking entryway, and he cocked back to swing on you, and I swung out of the doorframe, and I hit him in the face with a baseball bat. Who did he punch in the head? Amber. He punched Amber in the head? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, this was a while ago. She was tiny. She was very tiny. It was Amber. I don't know Amber. I think it was Amber. I don't remember. The Benny Blanco's days are very blurry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, very blurry. (laughs) Well, I'm sorry you slipped in my pee. Uh, I mean, that's fine. It was, I got, but the cops came that night and I filed a police report and I lied and said no weapons were used. Is that perjury? How far out do we have to be for perjury? Yeah, fuck it. I said it. I think we're okay. Yeah. yeah. Whatever. The cops don't listen they to They settled this. it out of court anyways. I don't mind. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> can you Google that? Am I going to jail, Gordo? Actually, actually, Gordo's, Gordo's tan isn't even real. He was... <laughs> He was at a fucking training facility with the goddamn feds. Yeah, Stuck gonna... him up. Yeah, we got him. He's going to get me for weed. They're like, you're going to turn state's evidence. We're going to train I'm a, you I'm to amazed. be an assassin. I'm amazed there hasn't been a rebirth of the straight edge scene in Denver since weed got legalized. You know what, dude? We oh, you want to know at about the same time, because we're close to the same age, right? How old are you? I'm 37. Yeah, I just turned 35. Yeah, so we had a big straight edge scene here. And yeah, we, you want to know a crazy story? Yeah. You know who we used to play with all the time in fucking Wisconsin? Who? Fucking uh, Fight Like Hell. Oh, really? Fucking Joey's band. Joey Chase's Dude, band. Dude, I've known yeah. Joey for a minute. No way. Yeah. And that's the crazy thing, because Joey used to own Benny's with Mike. Yeah. And I got a job there, and I was working there my first week, and uh, Nasty Native was like... Uh, He's like, what was Joey's old band called? And Brent was like, Fight Like Hell. And I was like, yo, I used to play with those dudes all the time. That's crazy, man. I had a sick Fight Like Hell crew neck that had the Corona Conformity skull on the chest. Fight Like Hell. Fight Like Hell, like, came after. God, what was the band between Fight Like Hell and Home of the Brave? Because it was like, Fight Like Hell came from. 
something something. Yeah, yeah. And then Home of the Brave was before that. And you and Ty were in Home of the Brave. That's right, like what yeah. that's like what Ty learned to play drums for. Yeah, Ty and I were in a band with this guy Joey we're talking about. Yeah. And Kung, I, I don't know. Kung did Fu they, Joey. Did they do something after that? There, well, I think just Fight Like Hell had a different name. Yeah, they like went on hiatus for a little I while. I can't remember what it <laughs> was the, called. The Lamb Goat article is still up. I found it the other day trying to find some other Fight Like Hell shit. Dude, they were they were a pretty well-known hardcore band. They were the only time. band from Denver that would come our way. Really? Yeah, they were the only people who would come to, come to Wisconsin or like we'd go play the Quad Cities in Illinois with them. In, at, in, at, uh, at the time, there was a pretty big hardcore like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. The, mid, the Midwest was huge. We yeah. had a huge like uh, uh, like collaborative scene between Minneapolis, uh, Indiana, Illinois. And Did Wisconsin. you ever go to Sox Place? No. So probably around the time that you were doing hardcore bands, yeah. there was a place here called Sox Place, and it was a it was kind of a community outreach center and like. Uh, like oh, yeah, they were like called the, Socks like Place the because they Center. gave like socks to the homeless, right? I, okay. I think so, yeah. And they would throw hardcore shows there too. Nice. And um, we were invited to play shows there because Memphis from Death Before Dishonor, uh-huh. um, back when he was in, God, what band was... What band was Memphis in before he was in Death Before Dishonor? He was just in Death Before Dishonor what forever. Was the, dude, what was the fucking name of the band? Uh, this dude's still tour, I think. The local band, like him and Corey? Yeah. They were called In the Crosshairs. In the Crosshairs. In the Crosshairs. Yes. I remember now. And uh, and Memphis would book shows at Sox Place, and he would invite us specifically because our whole shtick was just like making fun of people and being wasteoid dickheads. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like he would be like... I will invite you guys to play shows just to make fun of hardcore kids. Yeah, so yeah. did, and some people some people thought it was funny because they knew Memphis was doing that. Yeah, some yeah. people were did like, not, not think well, it was yeah. funny. Hardcore kids take themselves Ooh. way too seriously. I'd like I would be, I would get on stage and be like, if I see one more tight shirt or choo choo train hat, I'm gonna <laughs> fucking kill myself. <laughs> choo choo train hat, <laughs> the combat cap face. Oh yeah, oh, man. Yeah, yeah, the, I had, the, had those in my metalcore band. The There's spin a real kicks. bad. Oh yeah, the that was me. Kicks. But see, I was a martial artist too when I was a kid. I took taekwondo. Oh, of I took taekwondo were. for nine and a half years. Of course you were. I sound like such a fucking asshole. <laughs> so, <laughs> fucking hey, jack of all trades, master of none. Hey Gordo, how much time are we at, by the way? Yeah, man, because I'll talk all night. We are at uh, uh, two hours fifty three minutes. Is and, it seven uh, o'clock? Yeah, seven o'clock. Yeah. Holy and, uh, shit! Fifteen seconds. I think. I think we'll have to. Uh, yeah, let's, let's abridge this. We I can think finish we might stuff have to with do, pickle. Do round two with pickle. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Highly recommend it. I want to hear yeah, yeah. next time you're here. I want to hear more about. Um, I want to hear more about your career here in Denver while you've been here. Yeah, for sure. It seems like you're our Joe Dirt man. We got to hear more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want to. I want to hear more about it, and I definitely want to get Pickle on here. Yeah. Um, man, we that that fucking got away with us, man. We were just having a good little chat. Yeah, um, that's that's what time with friends should be hey man i'm really glad you Good could come hang out it's it's been nice getting baked with Me you and, and learning more about you i've been mentioning this on the last few podcasts yeah, man, we didn't even get to talk about dad stuff or anything i know i want to talk about dad stuff yeah. my favorite part about this is i'm really getting to have these like deeper relationships with people i kind of have yeah man i think that's the coolest part about yeah. this like listening to every episode is like it's a lot of it's fun, super man. cool because i get to know people that i like kind of 
I, like fringe people I've been know curious and about. You know, you, you were talking about how you know Josh Finley in like bursts. Yeah, like yeah, I, know I know him like, like twenty five minute bursts and like and like like me too. Yeah, like I know kind of his backstory. Yeah, I know. I know a little bit about up. like. I remember hanging out with him the first time, and he was, like, playing a mandolin, and I'm like, huh, a mandolin, huh? Yeah. I don't know, dick about mandolin. Fe- How'd you figure that out? I feel like... that again to his face. Oh, he okay. hates it. Deal. <laughs> well, no, no I- that was the conversation. That was the conversation we were having. He was, like, playing, and he was like, I fucking hate this thing. Like, I fucking <laughs> hate mandolins. Yeah, that sounds exactly like something he would do. Yeah, yeah, for sure. The, uh, <laughs> man, it's... Josh, I love you. I, I, no I, I think there's like uh, he ain't listening. I know. <laughs> no, he doesn't. He's, have time. he's drawn in a corner and getting I think irritated there's like, somebody. Like everyone, you know, everyone he's has a story. A yeah, he's out getting a coffee somewhere. Everyone has a story, and I think we kind of put ourselves in these situations where we kind of learn to keep our story abridged and not really talk about ourselves too yeah, much. Yeah, you know sure. what I mean? For sure. And I like to create an opportunity where I can bring people in and yeah, I can yeah. learn a little bit more about their story. And, yeah, we gotta and talk you and I have talked a lot about You have to come back because you're the reason I have a tattoo career. Yeah. Oh. Shit. That's, I, I started Logan, your shitty pizza Logan, career. Yeah, and, my shitty pizza career see, and my, good. my this, mediocre create, tattoo career. This will create career. demand. This will create <laughs> yeah. demand so, for the part uh, two episode. Tune in next yeah, yeah. Tune in next time. A uh, uh, couple it's quick things at the end. Yeah. First of all, where can people find you? Uh, like, where can people see what you're up to? Instagram you at the letter J, just the letter, like not the letter J, a full statement. Yeah, J, yeah. J Party Lord. Yes, yeah. just the letter. J Party Lord, Lord, one word on Instagram and where else? Yes, sir. That's it. Right on, uh, man. You can you can email me, I guess, if you want. So you know what time it is. It's one, one for the homies time. It's one for the homies. Have you picked your one for the homies? I I, I, I had the feeling that you would have it already picked I, out. Dude, I had a list. I had a I'll list. bet you do. Um, I didn't bring it in with me. Uh, Pick I th- one off the top of your head. Your I favorite think for, one off that list. Uh, fuck. How do we find these things? We usually rip it off of whatever's available. Rip it off of whatever's available. Spotify, YouTube. Yeah. So like, it, I like you, wanted to shout Denver bands, and then I wanted to shout Milwaukee bands, and then I wanted to shout like <laughs> nobody, and I was just like, just Meh. just shout, just shout somebody that comes to mind immediately that you think it deserves play, a shout. Play out. any song by the band from Milwaukee, Burning Suns. Burning Suns yeah, from Milwaukee. Man. Okay. Yeah. My my dad, one of my one of my dad's oldest friends, uh, her husband Al is my mechanic and he helped fix my van to bring it out here right and his little brother carl steinhagen i think that's his instagram carl steinhagen incredible fucking illustrator like super sick ed roth like big daddy fucking cool. rad fink monsters and shit he's got a cool band called burning sons cool um Check send us send us a link so i can get it to to skibs so yeah, he yeah can, for sure he can put it on pick for a sure. song for us band, band camp will be the way to do it well fuck yeah dude well we're gonna have you back on we'll have pickle with you we can fuck talk yeah. a little bit more Sounds about uh sick. about your your career here and and i definitely want to talk about dad stuff with you because i know you're you're a little further up the road from me and i could just use a little just a little just yeah i could i, could I, I want to talk about the the true uh 
art shows yeah, where yeah, you do yeah. the little like, sure. wood blocks because yeah i just passed that show off this year it's not mine anymore what oh, do you no. what do you have coming up that people can go check out fucking nothing come see me at the tattoo shop bonner tattoo parker yeah there um, you go parker. parker road and pine lane just south of e470 and parker stay road. tuned for a new shirt and a new hat yeah uh the jay's gonna create for us for Let's this upcoming show at lost lake when's on, that show by the way that is july 26th beautiful you got anything 2019 uh let's see i'm gonna put a thing at the beginning i'm gonna record a thing at the beginning or actually you know what i'll put it on right now i don't yeah. give a shit you, so july schedule, july 26 we're playing at lost lake uh with hail satan ceasefire and the diffusers it's their debut show so that'll be cool yes. we're premiering the motion comic uh, have you listened to the diffusers yet? Yes, I have. I, I just sent. I just sent my message the other day. I was just like, dude, this this no shit karate rocks. in the pit. No karate in the pit. No karate Yo, in the pit is awesome. That's a rad fucking name for yeah. anything. Yeah, <laughs> they. Uh, so that's their premiere. Um, actually, Mike sent me a text the other day and was like, "Was like, dude, I just heard what you said about me on the podcast. The feelings mutual, man. I love you. Yeah, like, send, like, do me, do me a favor. Send me a link to that. Okay. Yeah, I will for sure. Yeah. Um, and Use then uh, let's see what else. Uh, July twenty seventh, we're doing a double header during the day. We're playing at the Maggie's Farm Festival in Pueblo, Colorado, to celebrate the one year anniversary of the Maggie's Farm Dispensary at the Old Pinion Truck Stop. Come smoke some meth. Yeah, come smoke some meth. <laughs> Come smoke. It, meth is the name of the strain of, of weed that they're going to have there. Yeah, Introducing yeah, our new strain, meth. meth. Meth leopard. It's good. There you go. I named this one Meth Leopard, man. Uh, what else have we got? Oh, yeah, and then that night we're going to be in Victor, Colorado, playing at the Fortune Club across the street from the Black Monarch. Um, it's going to be badass, the Black Monarch. That's that cool super, hotel, right? That's that yeah. Serial cool Killer Hotel. hotel yeah, the Serial Killer that Hotel. fucking red. It's going to be sick. Then, uh, let's see, the August 17th, during the day, we're going to be playing New Worst Fest. Stay tuned for details on that. That's going to be at Music City Hot Chicken Sounds like in the parking lot. Sounds like a sausage fest. Yeah. <laughs> It, it, it's going to be a real chicken fest is what uh, it's going to be. You need to get my yeah. sausage joke? Pan-fried chicken. Worst. Worst. <laughs> What's your sausage Worst joke? fest. Oh. New fest. fest. New fest. Sounds like a real sausage. Spoken like a true person from German, German town. town. Yeah, well. Um, and then that night, we're going to be playing with Hank Von Hell from uh, former singer of Turbo oh, Negro Man. Is, is Overdose on that date? No. I don't think Overdose oh, is that's on that a bummer. Date. They're on like the East Coast date. Have you heard them yet? Oh, yeah, that fucking EP rips. Does it? Yeah, it's pretty good. Damn. <laughs> I'll have to check it's, it out. It's real good. Buy it on Bandcamp. It's like three bucks. Cool. Two songs. I'll have to check it out. Yeah. Uh, the new Overdose record featuring fucking Reed, Reed Wolf. Wolf. Reed Wolf, man. Or Reed Brummer, if you, I think that's how you say it. Well, all right, man. It's good to have you on the show. You too, buddy. We'll see you soon. Try not to elbow this microphone. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening. Thanks for telling a friend. We love you guys. Thanks for listening. Have Bye. Have a good time. Be excellent to each other. Micro penis. <laughs> <laughs> time got away.
Motherfucking Podcast is recorded at the Nug Nation Studios in Denver, Colorado, and hosted by Aaron Howell, Tony Lee, Logan O'Connor, and occasionally even Ty Blosser of the international power rock combo Motherfucking Ruckus. Our producer in the studio is Gordon Ledfoot. Our producers in Chicago are Gene Skibbins and Adam Zielinski. All music except homie shoutouts and featured artists is written and performed by MF Ruckus and comes from the album The Front Lines of Good Times Volume 1, coming this fall on Rodeo Star Records. Thanks for listening, guys. And remember, if you find this podcast valuable or entertaining and you wish to support MF Ruckus further, you can rate, review, share, subscribe, follow us on any of our social channels, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Spotify. If you really want to help us do what we do, you can go to patreon.com slash MF Ruckus and become a patron at any level. Our patrons get access to exclusive content, early releases, guest list spots, even VIP parties with beer and food, all in exchange for a small monthly contribution. It really does make a difference and allows us to do this podcast, make records, create videos, go on tour, fly Tony back and forth, and all the other stuff we love to do for you guys. Patreon.com slash MFRuckus. Check it out. Thanks again, guys. You're listening to a Mutiny Transmission. You can find more podcasts, videos, books, comics, and records online at mutinyinfocafe.com. Or just stop in the store in Denver and have a coffee sometime. 